Welcome into Monmouth College Football here on, on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRAM. Got a good one today. It's the Scots and the Lake Forest Foresters. The Foresters were the uh, preseason favorite coming into this season, uh, into the regular season, on, according to the coaches' poll from the Midwest Conference, and have lost already a game to Ripon Collins. We'll break that down a little bit later here in the pregame show. I'm Sean Temple alongside Mr. Brent Dugan. How you doing, Mr. Dugan? Doing great, Sean. How you doing? Good. Uh, I know uh, uh, you have got your high school basketball season started here, uh, starting on Monday morning uh, with the A-Town girls, but uh, uh, you and I have been doing some Scots football. They've been playing some good ball. They've been playing some real good football, and it just seems like every week they get better and better and better, and and, and that's what you look forward to, and we've been hanging the hat on the defense. You know, we're going to talk about some of those stats here a little later on <laughs> as well, but the offense has just gotten a little bit better yes. each week. Of course, adding Jake Uraz, game three or four, whatever he came in the lineup, that puts two receivers on each side of the of the formation. That certainly helps. But every week, our running game's gotten a lot better. Our passing game's been a lot more efficient. And we'll talk about that, too, how efficient it's been throughout this this year. Both quarterbacks last week were 80% uh, completion ratio. You just don't typically no, see that no and that that's been a theme all year and again we'll talk about some of the uh some of the rankings that uh, both these teams have nationally we i did a little little prep work this week and they're, they're pretty darn good uh but that's that's been the theme all year our quarterbacks have thrown for they've been very very efficient and that's that's helped because the running game really hasn't kicked into high gear yet so an efficient passing game will help that well and you think about this what was it two to three weeks ago uh, Coach Freitag put in that for um, package with Riley out there on the field yeah. as well, putting two quarterbacks out there. Put something on film last week with the little quarterback or halfback throwback, <laughs> whatever the heck that was. But he put that on film. But that gives you – and it, ever since that's happened, it seems like there's more balanced offense, and now they got to put an eye on that guy because he's the backup quarterback. And he, as we've seen this year, he can run the football too. Guess who also is running? Carter Boyer's been putting um, some yardage up on the running game. So it just gives us a lot more balance. It gives us a lot more – it opens the playbook up. I mean, who's kidding who? Uh, you've talked about you, – you alluded to it here earlier earlier here in our show. Uh, the defense for both these teams as, as top-notch. I'm talking top-10 defenses almost across the board in, in a ton of different categories. Not conference-wise, folks. I'm talking nationally. This is two of the best defenses in Division Three. We're betting the under today, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the under is going to be a low number. So it's going to be forty-two, forty-one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do we know? But exactly right, and I think that's why both teams are at the you know front runners uh, to the conference and have been for the last two or three years, is because of their defense. They also bring some things to the to the other side of the ball, but the defense is what they're kind of relying on all year. Yeah, just looking at some of the, the rankings this this week in in national, uh, dip, uh, Monmouth College total defense fifth, only giving up a hundred a little over one hundred ninety one yards a game, and of course Lake Forest even better third in the nation, giving up only one hundred seventy six yards per game. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, the under's pretty safe today. There's not a lot of yeah, there's not a lot of teams putting points on either either uh, team's defense, and I think you know I don't want to get get away from what the keys of the game the highly anticipated yeah, we got, exactly we got to save them baby. but I, I I would just give you kind of maybe a wink of maybe stay away from the turnovers right yes don't put your defense in a position where it's got to be back against the wall toward right. sort of thing if the offense can be efficient enough today I think that'll help both teams and just like I said like you just said that's what both teams have kind of relied on all 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 throughout this year the uh, the Scots have put have been actually very famous the last, uh, I'd say, the last decade for putting pressure on quarterbacks. 
which gives them uh, a fourth in the nation of our, as far as passing yards allowed. And I thought, man, that's pretty good. Uh, fourth in the nation, that's pretty solid. Rippon is third, who's first in the conference. And then you've got uh, Lake Forest, who's first in passing yards allowed. Three of the top four teams in the nation in the Midwest Conference as far as passing yards. So that you know that Allowed. tells me too that okay maybe they haven't played the competition uh, that some of these other colleges have, um, but it could be a, a grind out game today. Like, sure, you know it's one of those games where okay if they if that's what they're good at then you gotta you gotta kind of compete in a different way and and running the football is one of those things and we've talked about it all year it's gotten better and better every week the run game has yeah. Um, and, and we also talked about the Scots getting better. And it's, it's, it's odd for a team to just keep getting better each week when you're talking seven games in. And I know through the first six, definitely took a step up each week. Last week, eh, maybe maybe didn't, didn't take a step backwards. And, and you'll hear my interview with, with Coach Braun. Uh, we talk about this too. Didn't, didn't take a step back, but kind of maybe leveled out in week seven. But it's week seven. <laughs> you can't expect to get better each week through seven weeks. Well, I, I – I... I got an ear to that conversation, and I kind of laughed because Coach Braun found something to nitpick. All coaches do. But he didn't like that drive they put together right to start start the second half. Neither did we. No. But it's kind of funny how you take what you take for granted sometimes. The defense to this point in time, even against Warburg, that first game we had of the season, didn't run up and down the field on Mama College's defense, no. not till really the second half. And even in the second half, it was because our special teams weren't up to snuff yes. and they got real good field position. But if you look at the overall numbers at the end of the day, Mama College's defense didn't really do that bad against Wartburg either. So it's funny how, oh, yeah, a team puts a drive together and you're like, what the heck's going on out there, <laughs> right? With I mean, the defense. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I think that's what we kind of talked about last week. And, of course, Coach Braun said, yeah, that was too good a drive, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it's kind of funny how that, that happens. You just take it for granted what the defense has done. The Scots have had their way with their last couple of opponents. Beloit College uh, two weeks ago winning 64 to nothing on uh, on homecoming for, for Monmouth College. And then last week went up to Mount Vernon, Iowa, and got a 56-12 to win. So in both of those games – Got off to great starts. Just the amazing uh, scoring differential for Monmouth College in the first half is just absolutely, utterly incredible. And we'll talk about that uh, right before kickoff, I'm sure. But looking at the standings, Ripon College in first place at 6-0. and Tied with Monmouth College at 6-0. and They'll play next week at, uh, at home at April's Own Memorial Stadium. So should both teams take care of business this week, that'll be, that'll be pretty much for the conference championship. I know the Scots have the Turkey Bowl in in the uh regular season finale but next week pretty much will come down to the uh the the uh conference championship as long as they both take care of business this week well yes and and not to let the cat out of the bag but ripping is really the game i mean yes. we lose mom college loses today not that i'm trying to portray that that's right. what's going to happen case, worst case scenario worst case scenario they get a loss today conference still achievable attainable mm-hmm. Um, they still can win conference by beating Ripon next week. So that kind of puts that earmarks that game a little bit more important. I know Coach Braun and I know the team is not going to allow that to happen. You can only play the next game. I also heard him say, you know, last year's last year, but I'm still saying how they marched off the field on your home turf, Monmouth College, that there's something to say about that. And hopefully they say that in, in the game today and say, listen, you got us last year and you – kind of mocked us as you were walking off the field and you and I kind of watched the extracurricular stuff that was going on. 
that's got to get you a little yes. hungrier today, I think. And that, and I, I, I bring that up with Coach Brown in the pregame interview, and I tried to bait him into it. He wouldn't take the bait. He didn't take the bait. He didn't take the bait. He's been doing this way too long. Did his long. face get red, though? I want to know. You know, <laughs> I, I did get kind of a steely glare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that. But, all right, we're going to get to that pregame uh, interview uh, here in 30 seconds. You're listening to the Kellogg Printing Pregame Show. Kellogg Printing Company Incorporated on the Public Square in Mama since 1924. Full-service commercial printers serving local and nationwide clients. The game is powered by the Greater Warren County United Way, where 100% of your donations directly impact our communities. The Greater Warren County United Way is now open on the Public Square in downtown Monmouth. Brent and I broadcasting from the Vic Royce Furniture Broadcast Booth. Up next, your Monmouth Farm and Home Realty pregame coaches interview. Welcome back to the Kellogg Printing pregame show. It's time for the pregame coaches interview, which is sponsored by Monmouth Farm and Home Realty. If you're ready to buy or sell your home, call Monmouth Farm and Home Realty at 734-6600 or check them out online at monmouthfarmandhomerealty.com. Joining me on the pregame show, as always, Fighting Scott football head coach Chad Braun. Coach, how you doing? Doing good, Sean. You guys played well again Saturday, man. You played well early, just uh, continuing to do the things you've been doing all season long, and it's been it's been successful. Yeah, I, I actually thought we were a little sloppy early. You know, we we you know we got off to the good start. We're up yeah. seven nothing, but and it kind of stayed for a while. Yeah, you know, you end you end the first quarter, you know, seven nothing. We turned the ball over deep in our own territory. Um, really, we're lucky to get out of there with not giving up a score and. Um, you know, field position was a little bit of an issue and, and, you know, the turnover kind of shifted field position. And then, you know, second quarter, I thought we put together a really, really good second quarter. Yeah. Defensively, uh, defensively four pretty darn good quarters. Yeah. Um, minus one drive in the right. third quarter. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. 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 We, we, you know, uh, gave up a big run play, um, you know, just over pursued, you know, and, and like I said, I, I'd, I'd rather, Give up a, a big play, then a team just pound the ball down the field on you. We, we did some really good things defensively. I was a little, you know, disappointed probably in my tone after the game with the guys. Um, but that's kind of what maybe needed at yeah, a time like this. Yeah, Don't for, get too comfortable, fellas. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, yeah, you know, I mean, so, um, you know, we – you know, I, just the standards, the standard, and and yeah. and you know, our expectation is is to go out and be great every drive. And you know, we let down for one drive there in the third quarter, and you saw what could happen when we do that. You know, so but give them credit. You know, they did a nice job. Uh, <clears throat> ran a play we hadn't seen, and a kid made a nice cutback, big run, um, and then um, you know they executed down the field on us. Uh, Carter Boyer, just another solid day. Yeah, yeah, no, Carter's playing extremely well. Um, you know, I mean, like we said, we got great weapons on the outside there. Nate Thornton, um, Jake Uraz, you know, two really top targets, you know, in my opinion, in the conference. And then, um, you know, and then you, you add Jackson Bergren, Dylan Bone, uh, Brandon Bishop, Nick Obstaint. You know, we just got a plethora of weapons. Um, and we got some good young kids that aren't even getting an opportunity to play. And, and we're just really – fortunate to have all those weapons but Carter's operating really really good and it's nice having him and Riley in there giving us that dynamic and um, they're both doing some really good things yeah Boyer and Fetter coming in I think one was 68 percent and the other was 69 percent completion and of course that didn't hurt nothing on Saturday either 80 percent for Carter Boyer 20 out of 25 and then uh, another 80 percent from Riley Fetter they're just making good decisions yeah for sure making great decisions with the football that's the whole key is you know, being efficient with where they're going, um, you know, re do a really nice job. Um, and that's, you know, experience. You know, when, when you've played as many games as those guys have played, 
um, the experience comes, you know, um, when they were young, you know, you, you'd see some, you know, mistakes out of them. But now that they're veteran uh, players and have all that experience under their belt, you know, they're making great decisions for us out there. Happy with running game? Yeah, real, real happy. Yeah. You know, I thought we ran the ball really well, you know, uh, got Oreo going, Devin Lawrence running the ball really well. And then, you know, the rest of the crew ran the ball well, too. And, you know, that's a tribute to our offensive line. You know, I think we had almost 300 yards rushing. Yeah. So, um, Alex Egyptiaco, you know, young kid got in at the end and was we're, we're just trying to salt the game away and then he busts <laughs> one, you know, so, uh, you know, fun. it was great, great for him. Uh, hot day, you know, he almost lost, uh, his breakfast there after it was over, <laughs> but, uh, no, it was, it was great for him. <laughs> Defensively, just all kinds of pressure again, just, uh, uh total yardage wise, 160. They probably had 80 on, on one driver, at least close to that, you know, uh, they would have been in triple digits without that one big long drive. Yeah, for sure. No, I, th I thought we did a really good job defensively overall. Um, you know, I thought, you know, did a great job stopping the run for the most part. Um, and then, you know, uh, played really, really solid in the past game. You know, with, with, with you know, we had some good – we've had – you know, both our corners are out right now with Rockin and Jalen are both our starters are out right now. So, playing Nick Harris at corner. And then um, Hayden Eugene got his first start and did a nice job for us, played really, really well. Yeah, Nick Harris has played well this year. Yeah, I mean, Nick's a terrific player. Uh, you know, I mean, he, you know, we like having him at safety because he can make plays all yeah. over the field. But, I mean, he's so versatile that, you know, we got to be able to, you know, play him at other places because we, we were pretty deep at safety too. You know, those two guys, Michael Lord had a heck of a hit on the sideline there. Um, and Xavier Cooper, they're both playing extremely well. Uh, we put ourselves with uh, with the win on Saturday. Put ourselves in a pretty good position, six and zero in the Midwest Conference, six and one overall. But now, now the fun begins with uh, a three game stretch of Lake Forest, Ripon, and Knox with the Turkey Bowl. Uh, now, I tell you, now it gets fun. Yeah, for sure. You know, we we, we definitely got to focus one week at a time. You know, um, got to worry about you know um, our opponent this week in Lake Forest. They're you know extremely. Well, coach, Coach Cat does a tr tremendous job with their group. Um, you know, it's a team that you know really thumped us a year ago and and beat us up physically. In my opinion, a year ago, um, they're going to be a, a real good test. Um, you know, have a really good quarterback and Trey Stewart, and then um, you know two really really good running backs, two physical running backs, um, do a great job up front on their offensive line and defensively. You know, they're the number one defense in the conference, so um, really really good program up there. With uh, with the Foresters' loss to Ripon, uh, it's also a team in desperation mode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, it'll be their senior day. It's, you know, their last home game. You know, the, those emotions are going to be there. Um, obviously, um, you know, they want to beat us, you know, because that keeps them in the race, um, you know, for the conference championships. So, yeah, so it's going to, you know, it's going to be a tough atmosphere, tough place to play. Um, Lake Forest is always, you know, well coached, and, and it's, you know, it's going to be – a really tough game yeah and i and uh my broadcast partner and i brent dugan was talking about last year's game on, on the post game show and and they were they were very happy they celebrated and i'd forgotten about it till till dugan brought it up and he said they were they were pretty happy after their win last year yeah yeah <laughs> uh, they they should have been you know sure. that they, they should have been yeah, yeah 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 you know and that you know that's okay last year's last year we gotta we gotta put that in the rear view mirror we just got to worry about this year we got to get our you know get get better ourselves this week in practice and have a great week of preparation and then you know we got to come out ready to play for sure well we, we've talked and you and i talked last monday that this team has has gotten it's hard to do for six straight weeks but they've gotten better each week 
maybe didn't get better, but we didn't take no steps back last week either. So. Yeah, for 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 sure. You know, um, I mean, you know, after watching the film, we did a lot of good things. Um, there's always things to clean up week in, week out. Um, you know that you see on film that you know get exposed, and and you got to make corrections moving forward. So. Um, yeah, we got to continue to, to work to get better because, I mean, the, this is a good football team, very good football team. I mean, they're really, you know, close to being undefeated, you know, um, you know, lost that game in the last, you know, minute against Rippon. Um, so, you know, this is, they're, they're a really good football team. It's early in the week, but what's, what's the mood you're sensing with, with, you, with your team? Yeah, you know, I haven't even, you know, we, we played Saturday and that's the last time I've, I've seen them out we'll have a meeting today and then we got a JV game tonight. So we'll, we'll talk to tonight. Uh, you know, I mean, there, there shouldn't be have to be much said, you no. know, going into this week, you know, our guys know what's, ex, know what's at stake. Um, you know, we just got to go out and be ourselves, you know, um, when, when our, when we're ourselves and, and, and we play the way we're capable of, we're a really good football team. And I know that's a really good football team on the other side. Um, you know, but you know, we go out and be ourselves you know, I like our chances in this game. Congratulations to your family. Your son Silas, the quarterback for Mama Throwsville, gets a playoff game. They're uh, they're in the playoffs too. So it's a, with with the three games you got coming up, Silas has got a playoff game. It's exciting in the Braun household right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's exciting. Um, you know, gl- glad that he's kind of somewhat up in the Lake Forest area, ho- hoping to get up to see him play on the way up um, for myself. You know, so yeah, it's a real exciting time. Good, good deal. All right, coach, we'll uh, have a safe trip to Lake Forest. It's gonna be a fun one. This is. Uh, again, like like uh, Brent Dugan and I was talking, I'm excited. I'm so excited about these last three weeks. It's going to be some fun football. Yeah, for sure. You know, this is the, you know we're we're going to play you know three really tough games back to back to back, and we're going to find out a lot of what this team's made of here down the stretch. That's why you coach, right? That's games right, like for this. sure, absolutely. That's why you play? That's why we root for teams like this. Yeah, definitely, right, definitely. Good, for good luck, sure. my man. Thanks, Sean. That was Fighting Scott head coach Chad Braun on our Mammoth Farm and Home Realty pregame coaches interview. Mammoth Farm and Home Realty. If you're ready to buy or sell your home, call Mammoth Farm and Home Realty at 734-6600 or check them out online at mammothfarmandhomerealty.com. We'll be back with a little bit more of the Kellogg Printing pregame show. Kickoff right around the corner. Scott's and the Lake Forest Foresters right here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WREM, and online at radiomammoth.com. Welcome back to the Kellogg Printing pregame show as we get set for kickoff here from Monmouth College Football. Big one today against the Lake Forest Foresters. A few more things to take care of. Your referees today brought to you by Keogh Eye Care as they're getting ready for the coin flip. Your eyes on the game brought to you by Keogh Eye Care in Monmouth and Gelsberg. Make sure you're seeing every play. Get your eyes examined regularly with Keogh Eye Care. The National Anthem was just played at Lake Forest. It's brought to you by your local Allstate agency, Stanton Insurance in Monmouth since 19. 19- 19. Your uniforms today, sponsored by MC Sport and More, your home for all your sports equipment and team apparel, hats, hoodies, polos, footballs, bats, gloves, and much, much more. MCSportandMore.com. The Scots in their road white jerseys with the red pants, white helmet with the red, beautiful red M on the side of the helmet. The Lake Forest Foresters in their home, all black, black pants, black jersey, red numbers with the black helmet. I'm Sean Temple alongside Brent Dugan. It's only there's only really one thing left to do in the pregame show, and that's the most anticipated thing in, in uh, local radio, local sports radio. It's our Midwest Bank keys to the game, your locally owned community bank investing in you. Member FDIC, this is going to be a fun one. What do you got? Well, I think the keys to the game today, and, and Coach Braun kind of talked about it. And, you know, there's been mistakes been made over the last couple of weeks, even though there were blowouts. How, how are you going to react to those mistakes today? Because both teams could 
take advantage of those mistakes. So are you going to be opportunistic with those mistakes? I think that's what it boils down to. Don't make the mistakes. Let the other, I always tell when I'm coaching, let the other team be dumb. <laughs> Don't be dumb today, right? And I think that's what Coach Braun's talking about. He didn't overlook those mistakes that happened in, in the 42 to nothing leads and that kind of stuff because those mistakes can come back to beat you. So keys to the game today is just don't make the mistake. Let the other team do it. Uh, looking at the turnover margin, uh, Lake Forest, 11th in the nation. They're plus 11 in the turnover battle. Yeah, and when you have that, and, and you look at the one tough game or two tough games that Monmouth College has had, there's been, uh, let's say, in the University of Chicago game, they didn't even – have a statistic that kind of favored them other than the punt game. True, yeah. Didn't have a stat that favored them one bit. The turnover battle was even, but the turnovers that happened were late in the game. Monmouth College took advantage of them when the ball was a 23-20 final and took advantage of those mistakes. So when the mistakes are made, you got to take advantage of them. But uh, you just can't put the ball on the ground today. you gotta you got to run those plays the way they're supposed to be run. Can't miss out on – a given play, this you know they're, they're handing something to you. You got to take advantage of it and go with it. Well, the Scots not too shabby either. Twenty fifth in the nation at plus seven, so both teams uh, doing pretty good in that stat category. All right, kickoff is underway. The Farm King kickoff. Lake Forest little dribbler down to about the eight yard line, returned up the right sideline. Good return out to the twenty five thirty. Still on his feet. Good return by the Scots out to the thirty two yard line is where the offense will take over. Good return there off. Kind of a kind of a hit it about the 15 kind of took a bounce back to our uh, returner and good return yeah it, it's a good start there you know we we were talking about the defense so that's what we're gonna have our eyes on on both sides um, but it's whatever offense can come out and do their thing and move the ball up and down the field and take put the ball in the end zone you can't put the ball in the that's, end zone that's today. the key that's the key and both teams get off to great starts uh their their first half numbers are just eye popping off the charts scott's on offense out of the shotgun carter boyer to his left, Devin Lawrence, a little sidecar to his left. Two receivers left, one right. Back to pass quickly. Getting rid of it is Carter Boyer. Ah, just a little, about a three-yard gain, a little pitch and catch out there. Maybe setting something up later. Well, and it's it's one of those things in the last two weeks, we've seen those little hitch routes go for seven or eight yards. You can tell Lake Forest is going to be up uh, a little more man coverage and a little more bump and run rather than just let you get to where you want to go. Both teams cover the pass so well. Top One of the tops in the nation. Second eight, so a gain of two. Same thing. little pitch and catch out to Nate Thornton again. Out to the 38-yard line, I think, is where the forward progress will be. That'll set up a third and four. Well, if it's a PPR league and a fantasy league, you're getting, <laughs> exactly. you're getting your two catches there. <laughs> right. Scott's offense real quick. Your uh, skill positions, quarterback Carter Boyer out of Illini West. Uh, running back Dylan, uh, or, uh, this could be Devin Lawrence. Uh, H-back Dylan Bone, wide receivers Nate Thornton, Brendan Bishop, and Jake Uraz. Carter Boyer takes the snap on third and four. Back to pass. Got time. Deep down the right side. Incomplete. Uh, looking for Nate Thornton. And about double coverage at about the 45-yard uh, yard line of Lake Forest. Fourth and four. That'll bring out the punt team. Yeah, and that's kind of one of those things. You want to get off to a good start. Mom College has for like last, well, last six weeks. <laughs> uh, I've gotten off to good starts, but uh, not today. And kind of... Hey, defense, what's, what's your answer now to yep. this? Let's stop Lake Forest's offense. Addison Fletcher out to punt for Monmouth Roseville on fourth or from Monmouth College. That just seems like I just got back from Stillman Valley last night. High snap to Fletcher. Gets the kick away. Fair catch called forward about the 21-yard line. Not a bad kick there. They called 22-yard line for forward progress. So the, 
the uh, Forrester offense will take the field. We'll look at the Monmouth College, Monmouth McDonald's starting defense. Your defensive lineman, Brent Baltus, Corbin Personette, one of the top pass rushers in the nation for the past uh, couple of years. Sincere Brent. Your linebackers, Tevin Baker, Tanner Tomoski, Caleb Endicott, and Jeremiah Glenn Lewis Charles. Your defensive backs, Xavier Cooper, Michael Lord, Nick Harris, and Hayden Eugene. Nick Harris had a nice year. Yeah, our defensive backs have played better and better every week. First and 10 for the Foresters. Quarterback Trey Stewart gives to Damon Bonds. He's got big running room, 40, 45, midfield, 50. Finally hauled down inside the 45. That's a that's a good run there from the first play of scrimmage by the Lake Forest Foresters, and, boy, they are all fired up. Yeah, that was meant to go inside, and he bounced it outside with a nice jump cut, and everybody kind of got crowded in the middle there and really didn't stay in their lanes very well and let that, that go off to a long run. First and 10. Inside Scott's territory at the 42-yard line. They run the football very well, Lake Forest does. Uh, one of the top rushing teams in the nation, and they got a couple of running backs back there, Damon Bonds and Armani Brown. You never know which one's going to get the uh, the bulk of the carries from game in, game out. Right, and we've called their names last year oh too often, and, and Bonds, we, I remember saying the magical line, James Bond, right? <laughs> but uh, good stop there on their first down there in Monmouth College territory. On just a basic power play. Bonds again, just uh, just inside the forty yard line. We got a Scots uh, player down late, just kind of kind of plopped onto the the ground there. That's that is uh, Xavier Cooper, safety. He's down right about where they spot the football at. It was kind of a late something hit him kind of late there. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, I think it's one of those since he was kind of uh, had some type of ailment. He basically said, "Yeah, I better go down." get a sub in here because it was kind of late there and possibly uh, it's one of those things where he's like I don't know if I can go or not I better go down <laughs> yeah, let's just stop the clock right here and get this taken care of for sure uh the aforementioned Damon Bonds and Armani Brown uh Bonds 583 yards on the season and Brown 528 yards on the season Bonds with nine touchdowns Armani Brown with eight that's uh that's two of the better totals Across the country. That's a good one-two punch there. Well, I think Lake Forest has kind of templated what Monmouth College has done in the past. They've always had those two running backs mm-hmm. and that uh, have equal numbers or similar numbers. And, and, and here that is kind of the code right now to how to win the Midwest Conference maybe. Yep. And, and I, we certainly saw that last year. Each league seems to be kind of like a copycat league. The NFL does the same thing. I'm yep. sure high school coaches uh, pick a little bit from, from the things they see as well. Well, and I think the best day Monmouth College has had running the football, Devin Lawrence was in street clothes, if you recall. And, true. And, uh, Very true. And we had a, a slew of – Not a place uh, I want to see him, but it, no, was, it did happen to be our best running game. It was our best running game, and we had a slew of guys who had multiple carries and, and multiple yards because of that. Still tending to uh, Cooper on the field. Let you folks know today's game also brought to you by Diamond Ag and Midwest Seeds. Diamond Ag and Midwest Seeds know that the best ideas come from the field. Diamond Ag, striving to earn your business every day. Contact Sam Brownlee, Seed Manager for Diamond Ag in Alito, Alexis, and Knoxville for all your seed needs. Just underway here, still 12.58 to go in the first quarter. No score. The Scots a three and out. A couple of uh, complete passes. Passing efficiency again is uh, has been solid today. Two for three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just not a whole lot of yardage with it. No. It's uh, like... And, and, again, that's what Lake Force is going to want to do. They're going to probably shrink the clock a little bit, put their, put their defense out there and, and make you do things you're not used to doing, and they're going to run the football. They've proven that so far in the last two plays they've called. 
Looking at quarterback Trey Stewart's numbers on the season, he's about a 56% passer, 850 yards, got 11 touchdowns and only two interceptions. Uh, only three interceptions total for the Foresters as a team. They just take care of the football, man. Yeah, I think Plus 11 on the turnovers, only got three interceptions. I think they're one of those type of teams that they're the RPO team, spread offense, read it, read the linebackers and, and do a lot of handing off. But uh, as we saw last year, we know that uh, Trey can run uh, just as well. Yeah. And he's probably yep. got more to add to the offense doing it that way. Here's a little rollout. Yeah, there's the uh, little pitch and catch caught at the 35-yard line. Looks like a Ooh. big old tight end caught that one for uh, the Foresters. Uh, number uh, 85, Alan Hansen. Yep, tight end. That's good. Uh, good gain inside the law the firm. The law firm <laughs> of Jeremiah Glenn Lewis Charles <laughs> made the tackle. That's a great hit. If you have a little too far down the field, but it was a great hit there. If you're having mesothelioma problems or whatever that commercial <laughs> is, get a hold of Glenn <laughs> Jeremiah Glenn Lewis Charles. First down inside the 25, all the way down to the 22 on the uh, pass to Hansen. It'll be first and 10 from the Scots 22. Nice misdirection play there, a little rollout, got the tight end on the. That was a good fake. I thought I thought Vaughn's uh, had it. Now he does have it. Trying to get to the left side, he's going to be tackled. There's that man again, tackle for loss. That is uh, Corbin Personette, one of the top tacklers in the nation, one of the top pass rushers in the nation, one of the top defenders in the nation. Well, you know, Dallas Cowboys have a have a heck of a defensive line, and and um, Parsons definitely can rush the quarterback. But I've also seen in, late, in the last couple of weeks, they've been running right at him. So I think that's what the game plan is with Lake Forest today. Let's run at person at and make him become more of a, hey, you got to stay yeah, in yeah, your lane. Put something in his head a little yep. bit. Yeah, don't, don't come, good, don't come at the quarterback. And I think that's kind of been, again, copycat league, right? Sure, that's what's sure. worked for other teams. We might as well use it. Loss of three, second and 13, back to the 25. They give again to Bonds off the right side. Not much there. Maybe back to the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, it's at the 21. Yeah, so gain of about four there. It'll bring up third and nine, I think, for the Foresters. From the Scots, 21-yard line. Or third and 12, maybe still. they got to get to the 12. So, yeah, yeah, it's third and nine. Scots need to stop here. I don't know what the, what's the kicking stats look like for the uh, Foresters. Um Beckham Sonneben, he's four or five field goals, 43-yarder, 37 to 40 extra points. So he's got a leg. He's, he has kicked a 43-yarder. Let's see, 21 and 17. This would be a 38-yarder from where he's at here. So Scott's going to stop. Back to pass is Stewart. Looking down the right side of the field. He's got a man in the end zone. Got behind the def the uh, defense defensive backs there, and a uh, good throw from Stewart right over the top. Touchdown, Lake Forest, 6 nothing. Yeah, and that's not a good start, obviously. But uh, you know, let's see what Monmouth College can. You know, here just got punched in the face. So let's see what you can do and your reaction to that. Drew first blood did uh, did the uh, the uh, Foresters as the extra point team comes on six another Lake Forest ten forty nine to go here in the first quarter. And again, I'll, we'll talk about once we uh, once we get back from break. The extra point is no good. Boy, that could be big. Uh, six nothing. So the extra points no good. I see one of the officials wave that off. Yeah, we couldn't really tell from our angle, but yeah, yeah. look a little more. Look to the right. All right, we're gonna go to break. We'll come back for the kickoff. It is six nothing Lake Forest leading Monmouth College. 
Back here, let, uh, Monmouth College fighting Scott football here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRM. They got seven on the board. They're going to say the kick was good. Uh, I'm like you. I seen one of the officials waving his hands. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, I don't. He must have had some flies going around his nose or something because <laughs> he's waving something off. The uh, touchdown to Alan Hansen. Uh, Trevor Land, excuse me, Trevor Land gets the uh, touchdown catch. Another great return. Good return out to the 36-yard line by, uh, that's a number. That's Kyler. Yeah. Kyler Pessman. Kyler Pessman. Okay, well, then that makes sense because we haven't seen Kyler for we several games now. He got an injury like week two or week three. We were, I think, against Cornell or something. We stopped, I stopped recognizing the fact he was back there. But, yeah, he he's like the Graham of last year. who yep. He'd catch it and he'd get upfield real quick and he did so on that last kickoff return all right scouts will uh start first and 10 on their own 35 trying to answer the touchdown and apparently extra point <laughs> by the uh, foresters now we got a stoppage officials are going to get together i don't think there was a flag what are they what are they talking about here maybe the uh, play clock yeah what uh what are they discussing? I see an official do the do the wave thing. I don't know. Maybe they run some time off the clock. I'm seeing the. I'm wondering if they forgot to hit the clock on that particular play. Yeah, that could have been too. That very well could have been. They run some time off there, and that's the only thing I can think of. All right, now we're set for play. First and ten. Scott's trail seven nothing. Ten fifteen to go. First quarter. Taking the snap is Boyer. Straight ahead. Good running room there for Devin Lawrence. Albers. That's Albers. Uh, yeah, that's Albers, Marcus Albers. I saw him come in. in eight. Yeah, I saw him come in the third down package. And it's a good run. Albers had a nice He does so have far. an explosion um, yeah. that he brings to the backfield. So a gain of eight, second and two from the 43-yard line. To give again to Albers, this time not much there. Boy, he got kind of stacked up in the middle. And uh, instead of kind of bouncing it out, kind of turtled up a little bit there on first contact. <laughs> yeah, I, there was nowhere to go, and they did a nice job of corralling him and making the tackle. So it will be third down, and I don't know if he got – yeah, he lost a yard on that. So third and three from the 42-yard line. You got to get to the 45 in motion from one slot. From the right slot to the left slot is Nick Obsaint. Now Dylan Bowen will, will shift from the left – Wing to the right wing. And they got the Lake Forest Foresters to jump, I believe. We'll see what the call is. But one of the Foresters absolutely just <laughs> plowed did. over the uh, Scots lineman. If you're going to make contact, make good contact, I guess, if you're going to be off sides. Yeah, that's going to move the football. It's first down for the Scots. First first down of the ball game, and it's sponsored by Pepperoni's Pizza. Casual pizzeria chain serving wings and New York-style pies, including vegan and gluten-free options. First and 10 for the Scots out to the 47-yard line. Two receivers left and right. Albers is the sidecar to Boyer's left. He's going to pitch it out to Riley Federer was the sidecar. He's got good yards. A little, little throw out there to Riley Federer and let him go to work. All that is is like a sweep with yeah. a little pass to it. Instead of a pitch, it's kind of an overhand pitch. And we know Riley can get, he can get going north and south pretty well as well, but he's got a little shift to him. Six yards for Fetter. That'll bring up second and four. Inside Forrester's territory for the first time are the Scots. And Riley looks a little banged up. Boyer's going to take a timeout yeah, here. Riley yeah, Riley looks yeah. a little banged uh, up. Uh, yeah, Boyer sensed it, and uh, I don't know if he took a shot there. Kind of bent over on about the 45-yard line. 
And yeah, they'll take a timeout. A Tickham's Electric timeout. If you're looking for an electrician contractor you can trust, call Tickham's Electric at 335-3034 or go to Tickham'sElectric.com. We'll be back. Welcome back to Scott's Football here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WREM. Following the Scott's timeout, got Riley Federer off the field. So it'll second and four from the 47-yard line of the Foresters. Back to pass is Boyer. Looking out to his right. Complete at the 32-yard line. Nate Thornton. That's his third catch already today, adding to one of the best totals in the nation. Ooh, that's a good spot down to the 30-yard line. I'm not sure he ever got to the 30-yard yeah, line. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think so either. But it was a similar play that they run on third and long or third and four last last uh, possession. Just a little in route with Thornton. Going quick. The option from Boyer to Brooks McCade. The pitch, not a whole lot there. Gain of about, yeah, we'll call it four down to the 26-yard line. Not bad. Not bad first down play. Bringing up second and six. Brooks McCade on the carry. Another, that's another weapon for this guy. It's only going to take it back to the 28-yard line. It's only a gain of a couple there. So second and eight. You can tell Brooks hasn't played for a couple weeks. It's McCade Brooks. What did I say? You said Brooks McCade. Brooks McCade. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> but he's been banged up, I think, for the last couple of weeks. But good to see him back in the lineup. Nice catch on a throw out to Jake Urez. Short of the first down. That'll leave third and short. They they have six up on the board now. So I think they've corrected it. I thought I saw the official wave. Yeah, we both, we both saw that. Like right. I said, I didn't think he was swatting flies. That's no. for sure. There's just six on the scoreboard now. So six for Lake Forest. Monmouth College zero, and it's a third and two in four-down territory inside the 25 down to the 22. Boyer will keep out to his Cut left. Up, Got a little nice. hole inside the 20, first and 10 for the Scots. Another pepperoni's pizza first down, down to the 22-yard line of the four, or down inside the uh, inside the 20, down to the 16-yard line, first and 10 for the Scots. This is a good read by uh, Carter Boyer right there. He read it. And had a nice little cutback, got the positive yards, and got the first down. Big play. First and 10 inside the red zone for the Scots trying to answer the score. Yeah, I see six on the scoreboard, so they did not count the extra point. Good run by McCade Brooks. That's a big chunk of yardage inside the 10, down close to the 5. If you recall, the first two or three weeks, he was kind of getting some backup mop time. Yeah. And everybody in the in the league knew we were going to be running at that point in time, and I think McCade even said to probably everybody in the huddle, like, guys, there's no holes there, you know. But that, yeah. again. Just like on that play. Just like no. on that play, yeah. <laughs> no hole there on second and one. Didn't mean to foreshadow that at all. but <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be a loss back to the nine. So it will be third and three. Two shots to get three yards here. Inside the 10, ball on the nine-yard line. With 6.09 to go first quarter, it's the Forrester 6, Monmouth College 0. Bone shifting from the right to the left wing. We nearly got the Foresters to jump again. Now, Boyer will back out and get a play in from the side. Takes a snap. He'll run it himself. Trying to get to the edge and does not get a whole lot there. That's going to have a fourth down. Now it's decision time. You're in. You're in um, Cody Zelk's range. But what do you do here down six against the Foresters? Well, I think since they missed the extra point, that kind of brings into the field goal. Yeah, you can almost bring the field goal team out and still be in good shape. I didn't realize he got two yards on that. It didn't look like he got anything, but he did get two oh, yards. Wow, yeah. Um, it's going to be fourth and two 
Scott's going to keep the offense on the field. Fourth and two, big play here early on. Five and a half minutes first quarter. From the eight. Boyer fakes it. He'll keep. Turns up field. Falls forward. I think he got it on the fall forward. He did. He got down to the five. If he didn't stick that ball out on the way down, I'm not sure they get that. But. Again, we said this last week. If he's not, if he's six one, not six <laughs> two, um, he right. probably doesn't get the first down right. there. First and goal to go for the Scots from the Forrester five. Trying to get a lead here. We're going under center. Holy cow. What's going uh, on out there? Got a single receiver. Jake Urias to the wide side. Straight ahead. Devin Pinkert. Pinkert to the one. Down to the one. Getting closer. It'll be second and goal to go from the one-yard line for Monmouth College. Just under five minutes now remaining in the first quarter. Six we haven't really seen Forest. this kind of formation no. out of Monmouth College well, in quite some time, today. Yeah. I haven't seen anybody under center except maybe victory formation. That's about it. Right. <laughs> Second goal from the one. Scott's offense coming to the line. Eye backfield. Trying to get him to jump. Will not. Off the left side. In for the touchdown, I think. Let's see the signal. Let's see the signal. There it is. Touchdown, Scott's. Devin Pinkard with the touchdown to tie it up at six, pending this extra point. Well, and let's give props to Josh Nemerick. Uh, 5'10", 250 fullback. <laughs> um, let's just call him a pulling guard, right? right, he's, right. he's got a number 27 on his back in front, but uh, wouldn't be surprised if it was a 57. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's a good size uh, young man there. Um, but he led the way and and got enough of a block to. This is an important kick right here. Zelk has done a fantastic job at this. He's uh, 35 out of 37. Holds good. Snap, snaps good, holds good. Kick is good. Scott's lead, 7-6 with 4.23 to go in the first quarter. A Thompson Trucking touchdown for all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs. Call Robert Thompson Trucking at 768-2697. We'll be back with the Farm King kickoff. Devin Pinkard, one-yard touchdown run, and the extra point gives the Scott's the lead, 7-6. Great answer by the it offense was a great here, answer. Good drive. That's a good drive. Took some time off the clock, and they did it in a good way. We talked about the run game improving each and every week, and that's kind of what they did. They had a nice in, uh, in pattern there, uh, hook up with Carter, Carter Boyer going to Nate Thornton. Other than that, run they were running effectively up and down uh, Lake Forest's front there. Kick off down to the two-yard line, return barely out to the 20s. So good coverage there by the Scots. That's, that is something that's gotten better each week is the kick coverage so far. It was not good there the first couple of weeks. Well, if you think about it, they've had a lot of game prep in the last <laughs> two or three weeks, yeah, scoring, right. yeah. putting points on the board. A so. lot of practice scoring the points that they have. That's for sure. <laughs> good point. The Scots uh, in the first quarter this year, just amazing, amazing stat for the Scots, outscoring their opponent 98-7. to And even better in the second quarter, 107-10. to in the second quarter they have a 205 to 17 advantage in the first half it's just amazing straight ahead bonds a good hard run out over the 25 to the 26 27 yard line maybe didn't look like much out of the gate there but he ended up getting three or four yards yeah on their their right tackle's got to come out of the game there uh, did he come out of the game maybe he did helmet his come helmet on. came off yeah I, was, I saw the one referee caught it Bonds with a run for five yards. They're going to give him out to the 27-yard line. So that'll bring up a second and five. Got to get that that uh, got to get that guy down on the on the turf. 
He's, yeah. he's pretty solid. What's yeah. Damon Bonds go? 5'11", 205, a fifth-year fifth year player, one of the few fifth-year players on the uh, roster for the Foresters. Straight ahead, Bonds again out over the 30, still churning them legs. That's a first down. That's a good hard run there. That's a couple of good hard runs by Bonds. Yeah, he's he's not coming down very easily, and, and they, they're they not. Oh, there's a late flag. See what that is. Penalty-wise, uh, Lake Forest averages 62 yards a game, and the Scots really not much better in that category. The Scots averaging uh, penalty-wise. Um, oh, what do they got here? What am I missing? Penalties, yeah, they average 50, 58. So between the two teams, about 120 yards in penalties each game. That's something both coaches would like to shore up, I'm sure. Looks like it's going to be on the Foresters, though. Something after the whistle, because that's a 15-yarder. Wow, that's big. In a game like this, that's huge. That is huge, and we're talking about the mistakes being, you know, the keys of the game. Penalties are a mistake, and that, that sometimes can get you behind the chains mm -hmm. and change your playbook calling, and we'll see how it affects Lake, Lake Forest here. Braxton Madison got a necessary roughness penalty for the Foresters. Takes was, it all the way back inside the 20 to the I, 17. I didn't really see it, but I saw there was a pile up, and it just seemed like after the whistle there was a body that went flying. So, you know, it's going <laughs> to be a, there's a flag right yeah, after that. there is, and it's going to be a physical game, and maybe that's you don't want to get a 15-yard penalty by establishing some physicality. But, uh, yeah, it definitely changes the playbook here on first and 25. Yeah, they got first and ten up on the board. Maybe it was, it, was right. after, okay, it was after. Okay, it was after the okay. uh, after the five yard run. So you get the first down, fifteen yards back, and still first and ten. Gotcha. Which is still odd to me. First and ten from the seventeen. They're back farther than they were to start <laughs> at first and ten. Bonds little run off the right side. He's got some room. Twenty five thirty, and finally hold down. Boy, they got a big chunk of yardage there of that penalty back all the way out to the thirty five. That's about an eighteen yard run there by. By uh, Damon Bonds. Yeah, Damon. Damon does a nice job of bouncing it outside, and, and you can tell that Mom's College is trying to pinch down, and they've got a little bit of a wedge run there that they've been running right up the dive hole. But he bounced it outside on that particular play, and Mom's College did a nice job of pin pinching everything down, but got stuck inside on that particular play. It'll be first and ten from the thirty-five yard line. Forrester's own thirty-five. With 4.16 to go left here in the in the uh, first quarter, they give to Bonds again, getting all kinds of getting all kinds of run here in this first half, and another big, strong physical run out to the 41-yard line. That's six-yard gain. And Monmouth College did a great job of initially hitting him at the yeah. line, but David, Damon Bonds is going to churn those legs, as you mentioned earlier, and that's he's not going down easy, Sean. Second and four from the Foresters' own. 41-yard line. We have a score in for some high school football today. The Knoxville Blue Bullets off to a good start. Yeah, they're their local home team playing today, yeah. and they're up 13-0 with four minutes in the first quarter. I'm sure that first quarter is over now, but, uh, yeah, they're up 13-0. Nice nice lead right off the bat for the home team. Yeah, Knoxville taking on Menden Unity co-ops with uh, Pace and Seymour this year. So 13-0 Blue, Blue Bullets. Talk a little high school football at halftime. Some finals in from last night. Great job by the Scots this time after about a yard gain by Bonds. Bonds is uh, thrown to the turf, so it'll be third and three for the Foresters. They haven't. Have they thrown one yet? 
Yeah, they threw the touchdown pass. Oh, that's right. Yeah, threw right. the touchdown right. pass and, and the nice little play to the both yep. both plays to the tight end. Yep, yeah. little little rollout play that uh, if you watch the Bears, that's the only pass play they think they have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I try to make sure I look at uh, uh, Bears tight ends. Uh, Receiving line each week for sure. <laughs> yeah, Cole Komet. Yeah. Third and three, big down here for both ball clubs as we near the end of the first quarter. Scott's lead seven six. Back to pass is Trey Stewart. You got time over the middle, incomplete. Fourth and three. Scott's hold should bring out the punt team here on fourth and three inside your own territory. And now they're finally going to come off. It's like the offense wasn't quite used to punting. They kind of stood there like, "Where are we supposed to?" Off the side now. Yeah, I don't think they've had a lot of punts. I don't know what <laughs> no. their stat line is on that. Yeah, I think I think from doing a little game prep, I think they got a pretty solid punter. Both teams have uh, pretty solid punt games. Yeah, thirty-seven point nine for Logan Person, uh, forty-two point one for uh, Addison Fletcher. He's only punted it twenty-three times, so they don't do a lot of punting. You're talking seven games they've played, so yeah. he's only punted it three times a game. Person now standing on his own twenty-eight gets the kick away. Fair catch called for at the 25-yard line by the Scots. That is Nick Harris. It's going to be Scots football. They hold, and they lead 7-6. First and 10 on their own 25 here with about a buck 22 left here in the first quarter. The good thing is Month College answered last, their, you know, Lake Forest's touchdown last time. Now if you get a chance to get yourself even ahead of the game here, get back to, you know, they got the ball initially off the first kick there, and, now you're right back into hold and serve, I guess, if you want to go tennis on a, on a, yeah, on a football day. Yeah, in baseball terms, yeah. you've you got to punish the other team for getting a zero. Right. But you punish them for getting a zero in their half. First run, nowhere to go there for the Scots. Not much there at all. Uh, yeah, back to the line of scrimmage. Let me second and ten. Didn't see who got, got the carry there. I think it was, was it Boyer on a keeper? Uh, I think it might have been, well, Brooks is in there, so I think it might have been Brooks. Okay. So second and ten for Mom. There were so many Lake Forest tacklers, folks. <laughs> yeah. There were so many uh, dark we jerseys. We, we could not see, see the Mom card was. Falker. Carter Boyer, empty backfield. All kinds of pattern, all kinds of receivers and patterns. Now he's flushed out to his right, still looking, still looking, gets to the sideline and chucks it out of bounds. Good play by Boyer just to get rid of it. It's going to take about a loss on that play, right around five yards. Chucks it just before he gets out of bounds. Third and ten for Monmouth. Yeah, that makes this this feeling right now makes that last touchdown by the Scotch huge. Yes. Huge, because it looks like the defenses have kind of settled in now. Settled in. I mean, I think you still got to do some things. Uh, Bonds is getting five yards of carry. Now, you did, yeah. you did right. stop him on that, one, that last run and made it, you know, kind of put it in a long – um, third and four or whatever, and they they got to pass the ball. But oh, boy, or low pass uh, couldn't be hold in there by Nick Obsaint. Incomplete at about the thirty-seven yard line. Would have been enough for a first down. Just a low throw right at uh, Obsaint's feet. Couldn't quite come back for it enough. Fourth and ten. How comes the punt unit? You know Obsaint. We've talked called his name a lot in, in here in the past, and necessarily he he's our third receiver if you look at the stat line. Maybe fourth, if you look at Bergeron's numbers and yeah. and even Bishop has been putting the ball in the end zone. But I'm saying, what a nice six-two receiver to in the slot position. You typically don't see that high snap to Fletcher. 
41-yard punt on his last attempt, wow. and he's going to get a great bounce. Hits it about the 25, and is going to keep rolling down to about the 21-yard line. He was under pressure. That is a that is a fantastic punt by Fletcher. Well, he's had wow, to handle was that big. He's had to handle two snaps that have been over his head, which kind of makes me a little nervous. You and I kind of both <laughs> gave a little body English jump on that one, but but he's delivered with some nice punts out of that. Well, the the, uh, the Foresters have one of the best uh, block. Uh, a kick blocking games in the country. Uh, Doug Antonucci is third in the nation with three block punts himself. So that's a guy we need to keep an eye on for sure. I don't know if he was one putting the pressure on Fletcher there, but that's a 54 yard punt. Yeah, that's a good punt, especially like I said, it was a high snap. Down to the 21 yard line. First play and behind the line of scrimmage. That is uh, Trey Stewart, I believe, isn't it? Trace Stewart, no, no, Armani Brown getting the carry here. Armani Brown. We've seen Damon, we've seen uh, uh, Damon Bonds a good chunk of this first quarter, and uh, Armani Brown gets his first carry. He's going to lose a couple of yards. Speaking of first quarters, first quarter is over. Scotts, who have done a fantastic job of leading at the end of quarters all year long, ninety-eight to seven scoring advantage. They'll lead at the end of this one, seven-six over the Lake Forest Foresters. We'll be back with the second quarter. Welcome back to Monmouth College Fighting Scott Football here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WRAM, and RadioMonmouth.com. Scouts will take a 7-6 lead into the second quarter against the Lake Forest Foresters. I'm Sean Temple alongside Brent Dugan. Brent, your thoughts there on that first quarter? Well, you know, I think uh, Monmouth College has got to get a little more stingy on, in, in the run defense because Bonds has a pretty good start to this first quarter. they got Armani, Armani Brown in there, and I've already noticed that Michael Lord is coming up from the free safety spot and getting into the box a little bit more. He made the tackle on the last play, and I just saw him come up and, uh, you know, come up into the defensive front. So they're showing more defensive linemen now. Let's yeah, see how until, Lake Forest counters that. Until you beat us that. with the pass. Yep. Yeah, until you, yeah, you counter that. And you talked about his stat line was 54% yeah. uh, passing ratio. It's not jump not, off not the terrible, page. but it's sure not Not sure jump not off the page great. numbers. So yeah. one of two are going to get completed. Mm -hmm. And with our cornerbacks, the way they play, uh, certainly an avenue that we got to just see how that plays out, and maybe that's an answer to their stopping the run game. It is third and six for the Foresters. High snap, bobbled by Trey Stewart, picks it up and runs right into a defender all the way back to the 15-yard line. There's one of the mistakes we were talking about, Sean, and, and maybe that's you know Nick Harris on, the, on a little delayed blitz, or maybe there was a little bit of a stun on the outside, but as you talked about, once he corralled the ball and got the – the snap. Well, he spun and he ran right, right, right into Nick. Nick Harris. He picked it up and thought, uh-oh, I'm going to try to make something out of this. And literally turned right into Nick Harris for an eight-yard loss. Punt team out for Lake Forest. Snap right on the money. Kick is away. Backs the kick returner up to the 45-yard line and called a fair catch. But I think uh, if he had to do it again, I think Nick Harris would have said, I'm going to try to get this one returned. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those we, we both kind of went, ooh, you should have probably. <laughs> we know Nate Graham. Was I was going to say, we're so used to seeing Nate Graham the last couple of years that everything gets returned. He could have 11 guys <laughs> running at him, and he still would have caught they it. They can't the... test me till I catch this, and then right. I'll make something out of it. Right. <laughs> They're not Legally, they can't touch it till you catch it. A good field position for the Scots. Offense comes out with the ball on the 45-yard line. Didn't get a chance to talk about the uh, uh, mention the Scots uh, lineman here. We will after this play. First and 10 from the 45. Snap to Boyer. Ooh, fumbles oh, the snap no. on the ground. Uh, Scots came up with it, but 
Yeah, I think I think Carter turned to hand it off to uh, his running back a little too quick and just kind of popped off his hands. Uh, Lake Forest says they have it. Scott's, yeah, the officials say it's Scott's football. Lake Forest, sure. I mean, who's getting who? Everybody that. points. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, fans are pointing. F- players are pointing. Coaches are pointing. There's going to be a loss of four after the uh, bumbled, uh, fumbled snap there by Boyer. So second and 14. Two receivers right, one left to give straight ahead. And nowhere to go. Maybe a yard forward progress. And the ball on the ground. Now I think he's down. Forward progress was stopped. And now Boyer picks it up, and he's trying to get a call. That looked like that looked like something out of a soccer game. There, yeah, Boyer I, was trying to fall to sell it. Lake Forest had a hold of his jersey, trying to hold him up, which is totally opposite of what you would figure there. Right, but I mean, <laughs> even though that that play kind of went on and on and on, I don't know. We can't hear the whistles, obviously, but should have been some yeah stoppage and play there because it. <laughs> Just seemed like that play went on for at least another, I'm talking six, seven, eight seconds longer than it probably should have. Looked like some NBA guard that got in the in the paint trying to buy a call there, just flopping all over the place. Uh, another loss on the play. It's going to take it back uh, four yards further. So it's third and 17. Now flag on the play. What's it's going to be on delay here? game, I think, <laughs> on the Scots. Yeah, the uh, – I don't know how that can be delay a game when you let the play go on for eight seconds. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know when exactly they would have reset the play clock, but that's five yards back. That's going to be third and 23. Back to what we were talking about, mistakes. You just can't have those mistakes. Not that you had ideal field position, but you were at least at midfield. But (laughs) this drive's gone nothing but backwards. Our first Farfignugan of the day, third and 23. Third and Farfignugan and three. Clear back to the 32-yard line. Snap to Boyer. Looking downfield. Got time. Now he's under pressure. Gets rid of it. Oh. Over the middle. Incomplete. Tried to find a receiver at uh, about the 45-yard line. Bishop. Brandon Bush, uh, Brendan Bishop. And there was literally five black shirts around Bishop. Somebody had to have been open because there were five defenders around Bishop. Yeah. With and nobody else around. The rule of thumb for quarterbacks, and this goes for all levels, <laughs> younger level to older level, do not be late or cross the middle. That's not a good combination. <laughs> Fourth down. Out comes Fletcher. Let's see again. if we can get that snap down on this one. 54-yard punt. A little high again, but not nearly as high. Didn't have to jump for it. Soccer-style kick Uh-oh. taken Balls and fumbled. I think the Scots have it. As the kick returning, now there's a flag on the play. Is this going to be catch interference? Not when it hits the ground, right? But the, no. there's a flag on the play. The kick returner, the punt returner, was absolutely leveled. And he did hop up amazingly because he took a shot. He was bent down to pick up the football. I think Bishop had it, or maybe that's Bergeron. Bergeron's done a great job on special teams. That's Bergeron on there on the bottom of the pile. Yeah, I don't see what the flag is all about Everybody's pointing the other direction. Here comes the referees talking about what they had had for dinner last night. I didn't see what the uh, what the number of the kick the punt returner was? Boy, he bent down to get the the ball as it was rolling to him, and he just got leveled. Now I don't know the rules exactly. When the ball hits the turf, does that take you yeah? Know, you you, you don't defend your what do you call it? Your the safety away from right. The, it, from does, the it does. It does because at that point in time, you either down it if you're the punt team, or you corral it. He right. tried to corral it. And he tried he, to pick it up and level. This once, could be Scott's football. Oh man. This would be a big break in this game. 
Because they're still discussing, boy, they're all around discussing this. They're trying to decide, I think, a couple things. Whether, it, even though it's, even though it's uh, um, kick returner interference, it could be a necessary roughness. You know, what do you call it? Uh, um, spearing or something. Spearing. Like, or, something like that. Right. A necessary roughness on, on uh, Scott's flag is on the, on the field at the 39. They're still discussing. For, then you got to decide who had the football. Lot, lot to break down here. We just need to get a mic in the little group of <laughs> six officials out there. And one of them is over talking to Coach Braun. Now another one's going to talk to head coach Jim uh, Catanzaro. Spearing. Wow. Is that an injection? He, here, here's the thing. He was bent down. He was I don't bent know how down. You can call you right. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see the ejection sign, but I don't know. Spearing is automatic ejection. Am I? Maybe not. Or maybe not. Well, the 15-yard penalty is going to give the Lake Forest Foresters 15? the ball. 15? I mean, they're, were they the, counting by twos? Because it looked like he went more than 15 yards. a long yard. way from the end of that play. That's for sure. I, I don't know how you can call that spearing because, as you mentioned, he's down to right, field the, the ball. Right, the returner was, was bent down trying to pick up the ball. Look at Coach Braun. He is not liking what they have to say. Well, yes, and especially if there if there is an ejection, and I don't know. Yeah, Coach Braun's still there. Uh, the Foresters are coming to the line of scrimmage to run a play, and and Braun is still on the field talking to the As official. As he should be. And That's not happy that. at all. Wow, he did not get the explanation uh, that he uh, wanted. That's for sure. And I don't know, you know, we, we don't want to, like, just point our fingers at the referees. I get it. The safety of the game has is, is definitely gone up yeah, a notch. It was, it, was, it was a good hit. But if, you're, if you've played this game before, there's no way you can avoid nope. – that kind of tackle, that kind of hit. There's no way. Because when you bend down, that automatically puts your helmet out in front of you. Right. So if you're both bent down to go get the football, of course the crown of your helmet's going to be. And granted, Sean, you and I have done enough games together that we we want safety first as well. Sure. But in this case, I don't know how you avoid it. Yeah, I don't know how you avoid that. You one. avoid that hit. You cannot. Well, what are they supposed By to do? Rule, play touch that's football? a penalty. But I, you know, I don't know. There's got to be some gray area in there. You would yeah, think it's a compact. You know. Uh, there's a lot of hitting going on and impact Especially of a hit. Especially a game like this. Impact know. of a hit sometimes is just the way it is. I mean, you run into each other. <laughs> now, first and ten, Forcers at the line of scrimmage at the Scots 42. There's that rollout play Rollout from Stewart looking downfield. Got the tight end again at the 29-yard line. That is Alan Hansen. He's uh, made a living here in the uh, Scots secondary. That's another 19-yard gain for Alan Hansen. That's his third catch that I know of, and he did have he had the touchdown catch as well. So he might have all three catches. For, yeah, he has all three catches <laughs> for the Foresters. Down to the twenty-three yard line, first and ten. Big pickup there. Now we got a Scots player down in the secondary. They're going to tend to Michael Lord. Yeah, they're tend to Michael Lord. I'm, I think that is who that is. For the Scots. Yep, number six, Michael Lord. So while they're tending to him, we're going to take a step aside, take a quick 30-second break here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRAM. Scott's lead the Foresters 7-6, but the Foresters on the move. Back here on AM 1330, FM 94.1. Uh, following the injury timeout, it is Foresters football off the left side. Nothing there. At least not a lot there for Armani Brown, just a gain of about two. Tomoski on the tackle, and nice job reading that play, and he's getting himself, he's pumped up, and he's, he is, he's trying, trying to get, get the, the sideline going. 
trying to get the crowd, which is basically just a bunch of trees on the Scott sideline. <laughs> yeah. so, one of them fields where I think both both fans are on the same side. Just a whole bunch of uh, trees on the uh, Scott sideline over there. Got a quick update for you. <laughs> Knoxville has now pulled ahead twenty to nothing with five minutes left in the second quarter. That's good. That's good ball club. That's good ball club in the Knoxville Blue Bullets this year. Coach Ever does a, a good. A yeah, couple he, game lull there, but they played some pretty solid. Yeah, they football. had a couple. I think they had a couple injuries to. I mean, not that they're going to make any excuses, but uh, had a couple injuries and caused a couple losses. Armani Brown off the left side, short gain inside the twenty now, down to about the eighteen uh, yard line. Another guy down. Third and five. Yeah, another Scotsman down at the line of scrimmage. It's a bit of a war of attrition between these two teams today. No surprise. Well, and we. We've seen the last two series, Armani Brown has been the ball carrier. He doesn't hit the hole as quick as Bonds hits it. So let's see how that plays out. I don't know if Bonds is injured or it's just his time to to rest on this particular series. Yeah, Brown looked a little tentative off the handoff there. He covered up, and he had two hands on the football about two yards before contact. Yeah, and and (laughs) a lot of hitting going on out there. We say the change of pace. He's 5'11", 210. He's a senior. Um, you got Damon uh, Bonds, who's 5'11", 205. Those are pretty, uh, you know, that's not fat that's on those guys no, either. That's, that's They're stocky well stocky young men, and they know how to run it. And Bonds got a little more shift to him, if you will. Uh, he bounces outside and has done that in this game. Uh, but Brown seems more of a straight ahead, get it, you're in my way, I'm going to run you over type of runner. That was the uh, the four. I thought that was Tanner Tomoski down, and I see he's he's walking off under his own power now. Little but, stinger. Look at his left arm. Yeah, see, it's just kind of hanging there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think he's got a little stinger. Yeah, he's uh, hands on hips walking off, so he's surely probably get himself back in there. He was just getting the crowd all pumped up, and now he's the one that yeah you know, actually gets the tackle between him and the law firm. <laughs> well, he's had a nice. Uh, Nice season there at the linebacker position, and, and we know how key that is to the Monmouth College defense year in, year out. But he's done a nice job. We call his name every weekend at least seven, eight times. Um, he's been up there in tackles. So hopefully he gets back there on the f- out there on the field. Third and five from the Scots 18. Big down here with 10.20 to go. Stoppage. And take a timeout. I think Scots maybe Scott. Yeah, timeout. Timeout, Mama. They want to take a, a second uh, – Second uh, look at this third and five here. Maybe seen something they didn't like, and maybe the uh, Forrester set up. Yeah, and maybe it's a timeout to get Tomoski out there on the back that out there on the true. field. Yeah. Maybe I, yeah. I don't know. And it, it's a big down third and five. It's a big play in this game with ten forty five left in the second quarter. Tickums Electric looking for an electrician contractor you can trust. Call Tickums Electric at three three five three zero three four or go to tickumselectric.com. They have sponsored every timeout I've called for ten years. It doesn't matter the sport. It's a, it's, it's been the Tickham's timeout for 10 years, probably 8 million times. I bet you say that in your sleep, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always laugh because I, I see you. I don't even know why I grabbed the grab You the grab sheet. the paper, but you don't look at it. It's <laughs> right. hilarious uh, from my standpoint. Automatically just grab it. <laughs> the listeners are going, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. Sean can do that one in his sleep, but he's still got the paper just in case. Just that in security case. blanket yeah, you that's have. That's right. It's by having just grab the, grab the uh, sponsor sheet. <laughs> Yeah, basketball, football, they've uh, they've been great sponsors for our local sports here for several years. Seven, six, Scots, third and five. Both teams back on the field following the timeout. From the Scots, 18. Stewart back to pass. Looking out to screen. his left. Now he's under pressure. A little screen play there. Throws it away. Yeah, they, the Scots covered the screen pretty well and had good pressure on Trey Stewart as well. Field goal unit coming out. Yep. Scott's going to hold him to 
hopefully three here. Good kicking game. We already talked about that in the first quarter. I'll tell you what, maybe that timeout was, hey, we've seen on film in this situation, they like to run that middle screen, and they had it set up for Brown in that particular play, and Monmouth College did a great job of reading that. Now, don't jump off sides here, fourth no. and five. No, let him go ahead and get this kickoff. It is uh, Beckham Sonnabin. Beckham for a kicker. That's pretty apropos there. High snap, gets the hold down. Kick on the way, and he got it. It's a good kick. That's a uh, 35-yard field goal from Beckham Sonnabin. And that puts the Foresters back on top, 9-7. to seven, But still, that extra point could come back to bite them. Could come back to bite them. And, and now, what is Monmouth College's answer? We talked about a game of mistakes. That was the keys. That that penalty, that big play, that was a turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And then that, that well, we think it was a turnover. We thought Monmouth College had it. But due to the fact there was a flag on the play, Lake Forest got the ball and got the 15 yards to start their drive and, and got points out of it. 9-7, Lake Forest leading the Scots here with 10-10 to go in the second quarter as we get ready for the Farm King kickoff. Uh, we'll keep an eye on some scores here across the uh, conference. A big one for these two teams is uh, Rippon. Well, Beloit is at Rippon today, so on paper Rippon should win that by about 40. Rippon's got a buy. Yeah, and then <laughs> Chicago's got Grinnell, which Grinnell's played better football. They're 2-4, and four, but um, on paper that'll be a big win for for the University of Chicago as well. But they're two games back. Chicago's put themselves in a, a bad spot with three games to go. Kick off down to the nine-yard line to the 20, 25. <laughs> hop, step, and a, and a jump. And jumped right into the arms of a defender. At about Do 26. not leave your no. feet. <laughs> that could have been dangerous. Yes. <laughs> that was, uh, who was that on the uh, kick return there? Well, the Scots, the Machete. Carson Wallace. <laughs> Carson Wallace. Freshman. Got the uh, return there. The freshman? Not a bad return. Out to the 27, I think. For the uh, freshman. For the yeah. yeah. First foot, 170, Knoxville. From Knoxville. Yeah, got a Knoxville re- kick returner here. All right. Straight out from the sideline to the line of scrimmage. Here come the Scots. Trailing by two now with 10.06 to go second quarter. A little dump pass. Oh, what was going on? That uh, must be Coach Freetag. Yeah, Coach Freetag was calling timeout. Oh, timeout. Wow, right after, right after kickoff. That's something you don't see very often. He seen something he didn't like there, or changed his mind on a play call or something. And, <laughs> I mean, they. So you fans, they they did get into the play, yeah. you know, and a timeout was coming about the same time the snap was going off. Looked like it was going to be a decent play. I mean, yeah, I don't little, know if it's going to be a touchdown play for for backwards pass to uh, a running back. Out of the backfield. Let's take it electric timeout. We'll take a 30-second break. 9-7 Lake Forest City, Monmouth College. 10-03 to go first quarter. First and 10 for the Scots. Rolling right is Carter Boyer following the timeout. Complete out over the 35 to the 37. He's got enough of the first down. They're going to give him forward progress to the 39. Was that Bone or Obstain? That was Obstain, yeah. Nick Obstain on the catch. So that'll move the sticks. Another pepperoni's pizza first down for the Scots. <laughs> it was... Copycat league, right? They did a little rollout <laughs> with Carter and threw back against the grain and the, had, had the slot man open underneath. So first and ten for the Scots. Now a little <coughs> backwards pass. That's the play we, we was going to see but right before the timeout. That one didn't get as good as uh, I thought the first one was going to do. As that gets back to the line of scrimmage, maybe a loss of a yard on the play. Well, and I see what, what they didn't do the time before when Coach Freetag called the timeout. They had Obstain in motion. He's the lead blocker in that particular play. And like we talked about before, it's just a long handoff. It's a pass play, but it's a long handoff. But the first time, they didn't have Obstain in that, that motion. 
And now a carry off the left side. Is that Carson Wallace? That's number eight in the game. I wonder if we didn't have a uniform number change today that uh, maybe we didn't get here in the in the uh, in the in the press box here. That they've got Carson Wallace. That's number eight, and he's the only eight on the Scots roster. Is uh, Carson Wallace, a freshman out of Knoxville, and he's listed a defensive back. I bet we had a uniform change in there at some point. Maybe had some blood that, on on a jersey. That's not or? Devin Lawrence. Is he eight today instead of twenty eight? Because right. I thought there was an eight earlier in the game. With Devin Lawrence, like one of the first plays of the game. I wonder if Devin's not wearing 28 today or 8 today. I don't know. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Pass is complete out to midfield. There's your Good man. Good catch by Nate Thornton at the 49. Had to come back for that one. I was, I was waiting for it. You know, with Thornton and Uraz, they really haven't. We haven't called their number much. First two plays of today, we uh, called Thornton on just a couple yard patterns. But uh, there's a nice little, I don't know, down and out route. And. Come back to the ball really nice. First and 10 for the Scots at the Lake Forest 49. I'm still confused. I don't think that's Devin. Devin's a little bit stockier. I don't know who's wearing eight today. He's getting another carry off the left side. And this time, uh, lose yardage. Back to midfield. Pushed out of bounds at the 50. I can't tell who it is. I don't, I don't I, know who that is I, either. I think Devin's, Devin's a little stockier. They got a guy down now. Out there. Yeah, now another man down for the Foresters. We've had one down about every other play. It's been a physical ball game. No shock between Monmouth and Lake Forest at all. Loss of one back to midfield is going to be second and 11 for Monmouth. Yeah, I'm a little confused on the uh, number eight. I don't know if we can get some confirmation on that or not. Um, eight on the roster is Carson Wallace. Six foot, 170 pound defensive back is what he's listed. Maybe. I don't know. It would be weird to throw somebody in there this late in the yeah, season. Yeah, we haven't called his number at no. all. No. So I agree with you. It's got to be something. And we haven't seen 28 today. We haven't seen Devin Lawrence. Maybe maybe it is Maybe it is Devin. What's, what's Devin go? Devin goes 5'8", uh, 190. That doesn't look He's like 5'8". Yeah. yeah. Uh, Devin's got thighs the size of my waist. <laughs> So it didn't look like... Uh, and he means that in a complimentary right, way. Right, exactly. I wouldn't no. want to tackle Devin Lawrence. <laughs> no, no, he is... He's got some huge thighs. So with the man down on the far side, which is a, a Lake Forest Why does it say fourth time, and ten? What's going on here? Yeah, that one they shifted to second and eleven. Yeah, it's second and eleven. A loss of one there for the Scots back to midfield. It's, it's your guy from Pittsburgh. It's Troy Palomalo. He's wearing 43, and he's got the hair just <laughs> like him. I like that guy already. That is... Uh, Javen Aquin from has, uh, Mesa, Arizona. He has the look. Yeah, he does. The got 43. He's got the hair flowing down like Troy. Second 11. All right, they got Aquin off the field. So Scott's offense ready to go. Boyer, two receivers right, one left. He'll roll left or roll right. Excuse me, rolls right. Finds his man, Dylan Bone, at the 42-yard line. First and 10 for the Scots. Down to the 38. Didn't get him by much, but he got it. You got a first down, yes. Nice play. Dylan's been a good check down guy. He and sure I'm not has. sure that was a check down, but that was a nice, nice. And, and you can see that uh, the game plan today is kind of get Carter outside the pocket. He's been throwing nice, nice, throwing nice ball on the run there and nice positive play. Pepperoni's pizza first down. Now Boyer wanted to throw out to his right. Now he'll run left and gets his feet taken out from under him, but there's a flag on the play. And it is on the far sideline. I'd I don't, say that's a legal shift or formation problem, maybe. Yeah. And oh, it's against Lake Forest. Rob Saint is pointing towards towards uh, Lake Forest, but like you said, the point the uh, pointing game goes on all the time. 
Offsides. Offsides on Lake Forest. Yeah, they. I never know when an official is going to let a play go and when they don't. That's one of the craziest things in football is leaving it up to the referee of whether that's unabated to the quarterback or whatever, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I it's don't. Either, either let the play go or you don't. Make it, make it a hard rule. First and 15, or for, excuse me, first and five, following the five-yard penalty. In motion from the left slot to the right is Obsaint. To give to number eight for the Scots. And good hard run inside the 30. Down to the 29-yard line. Yeah, that's going to bring up a second and really short. Second and one. Do we think that's Albers? I, it, and he wears number six, I know, but he, he has that kind of that. Yeah, it looks like an Albers. It looks like Marcus Albers, but I thought they, I thought we had a six out there earlier, but maybe, I don't know, maybe the six looks like an eight, which sometimes when that jersey gets scrunched, it is. But Second and one. Maybe, maybe take a shot here. Yeah, Boyer, back to pass. Going to take a shot down the right side. Got his man at the 10-yard line, Jake Gurez, inside the five. See where they get him out of bounds at. They're going to say right at the five-yard line. First and goal to go for the Scots. Nice throw and catch there by Uraz. We talked about that earlier, about how getting Thornton and Uraz into the, into the ball game because we really hadn't called their names. And, and on this particular drive, you know, you called Thornton on that uh, third down play, third and 11, and got a first down. And Jake Uraz had a nice in pattern there and first down and put him in a goal-to-goal situation. Pinkard in the backfield with Boyer. He'll take up the middle. Pinkard is in for the nice. touchdown. Scott's regain nice the lead, 13-9, pending the extra point. Pinkard in the end zone. Is that his second one today? Who got the first touchdown for the Scots? Yeah, Pinkard got Pinkard, the first yeah, touchdown. He's got the second one. So, first and second. Two touchdowns for Devin Pinkard today. 13-9, pending this extra point. We were talking about the offensive lineman for Monmouth College, and uh, you and I talked off the air, uh, Joe Crawl is with the Quad City Steamroll uh, Wheelers, and they won last year. Did they win last year? They, they got, got runner-up. Yeah, they, they got, got runner-up. Up. Yep, got runner-up. Uh, saw that he game. got signed again this week. Good for him. Yes. He, had a, he had a solid year. I know they were really happy with him up in the Quad Cities with the year he had on the line. It may be, maybe an all, maybe an all-pro or whatever what they call the all-conference or all-league you know all, all league team up there. I don't know. The extra point's good by Cody Zelk. The uh, Robert Thompson trucking touchdown. Gives the Scots the lead, 14-9. For all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs, call Robert Thompson Trucking at 768-2697. Back here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRAM. Farm King kickoff following the touchdown by the Scots. Down to the 10-yard line. Out to the 20, 25, 30. Still on his feet. Finally, well, maybe down. Boy, that's a – I thought the uh, – there. They're letting the plays go they on. They are, because there was a mass of bodies at the 35, and the, that pile was not moving. Suddenly it started moving, and they gave him an extra three yards on it. I'm laughing because Brooks was on the ground. McCade Brooks was knocked down on the ground, and the Lake Forest guy's picking him up, and the play's still going on. <laughs> That's how long they let the play go. Great sportsmanship, <laughs> but, yeah, make sure the play's over. Yeah, the the, there was just up. a mass of bodies at the 35 all just standing up, and then all of a sudden the pile started moving again. First and 10, out the 38-yard line. Good return there by the Foresters. They trail by five now with 6-10 to go second quarter. First carry off the uh, off the right side. Doesn't get a lot there. Bonds Damon Bonds. Yeah. It's a couple of yards. Well, that answers that question. The Brown was in for the last two series. Now you got Bonds back out there, and he's been the more effective back today. Yeah. Um, we've seen in the stats, though, however, they got equal 
equal yardage basically and and Bonds has been more effective today and bounced it outside a couple different plays and got some long runs. 5.40 on the second quarter clock. Scott's lead, 14-9. Uh, he's back in there, Tomaski. I, well, I knew you couldn't keep him no. on. They're taking a long time in the yeah, huddle. They're taking a long time in the huddle. That play clock's got to be down. Yeah, there's their timeout. Yeah, timeout taken by Lake Forest. Yeah, they were in the huddle a long time. 14-9, Scott's lead. Lake Forest with 521 to go here in the second quarter. We'll be back here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WREM, and FM 94.1 uh, Lake Forest timeout. Not not using their – I mean, both teams haven't yeah. really used their timeouts effectively today. No, they're not going to have a whole lot here. I mean, there's not a ton of time left here in the uh, uh, 521, but still, you know, in a, in a tight game, you might need that end of the first half. A little Ooh, crossing nice pattern by there Nick by uh, uh, the, the tight end again. Logan Han- or Alan Hansen and he got taken out of the play, incomplete pass. Wow, that was a nice separation from the ball. That uh, yeah, you don't. That's yeah. I don't know who the, who'd you say that was trying to catch that. He, Alan Hansen, that big he, tight end again. Yeah, he's going back to the huddle saying, "Don't run that play again. <laughs> you just run me into a truck." Exactly, hung me out to dry, man. That's going to be third and eight from the forty-yard uh, line. Forrester's own forty-yard line. This this is huge here with five eighteen left here in the first half. Remember. Lake Forest gets it coming out of halftime. If you can stop them here and Mom College can put a good drive together, get some type of points on the board, that kind of oh. puts you puts you ahead of them a little it's, bit it's more. Just three would put you up eight. We've got another timeout. And another timeout taken by the Lake Forest Foresters. That's got to be their last one. We've taken a bunch of timeouts here in this first half. This is like a game one of the year, you know? Like You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Just these kind of little mistakes. We talked about mistakes, keys of the game, right? But the mistakes that are happening, you just can't call timeout. For no apparent reason, especially late in the half. I mean, yeah, you don't have to keep timeouts in your pocket, but they're not using them very effectively. Yeah, head coach Jim Catanzaro, 14th season with the Lake Forest Foresters. He's trying for his 80th career win. He's 79-52. and 52. The Scots, Chad Braun, in his seventh season already has 56 wins. That's a, that's a lot of wins in seven seasons, man. That's averaging 80 a year. Let's see if person that's licking his chops. Him and he and Baker haven't. We haven't called their name. Coach Cotton Zero might have seen a little saliva down uh, yeah. Personette's uh, chin there and yeah. said, hey, it's like time out. Cool this guy off a little bit. He's out. Personette's always the first one in the line of scrimmage, man. Yeah, he is. 14-9. Let's see if uh, Corbin can get some pressure on the quarterback or maybe Tevin Baker from the left side. Back to pass is Stewart. Under pressure. Tevin Baker. Throws it and knocked away. I think it's tipped right out of the hand by Tevin Baker. Big play. I noticed they double-teamed uh, Personette. You know, his name's a uh, household name these days around the Midwest Conference, so he's not going to get a free will at, and run at the quarterback, and they had a double-team on him, but that leaves Tevin Baker on the other side. Always check the uh, opponent's roster to see if we got any local local kids on the roster. The only local kid we have for Lake Forest is Tevin Baker's teammate at one time from Weathersfield, Tucker Forrest. Okay. is on the uh, Lake Forest. He's a freshman, Tevin, Tevin a junior, so. They would have spent a little time in, in high school together. Punt is away on fourth and eight. Boy, that drives Booming that. punt. Boy, that hits at the 15. It's going to bounce. Get in the end zone. Ooh, boy, it, Ooh. boy, what a kick. A 60-yard punt by Logan Person, and that was just to the goal line. It was still rolling very, very rapidly once it's it got going, to the goal line. It's going down the interstate right now. <laughs> right, exactly. They're going <laughs> to have to get a new football in. That one's gone. It's still rolling. Yeah, that's that would have been close to an 80-yard, 70, 80-yard punt if uh, – if he had a little bit more room to work with. But Scott's football on their own 20-yard line, first and 10, with 5.04. About a five-minute 
touchdown drive here. Yeah, you're not really worried when we talked about the timeouts and so forth. We've had called on the calls had called a couple timeouts just because they weren't in the right formation one time and, and the other time to get Riley off the field. They got one timeout in their hip pocket, 504, plenty of time to score, and got to put some points on the board. Straight ahead. Whoa. Not much there for whoever's wearing number eight today for the Scots. Why are they not blowing the whistle? There's just They're letting the whistle go a long time. Yeah. They 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 took uh they took the Scots ball carrier all the way back to the ten before he threw him down and they went right by Carter Boyer, had his arms out. Like, are you gonna blow this thing dead? His arms are out. Waiting for the whistle. Look look where they're marking it. They're mark Wow. <laughs> He got tackled about seven or eight yards back, and yeah. they moved it, of course. Forward progress, and folks, you can't see it, but I'm using uh, air quotes. quotes. <laughs> 19-yard line. Second and 11 for the Scots. A little roll right again. A little reverse roll out of the end. Complete to Jake Uraz at the 30. That's a first and 10 for the Scots. Oh, fumble. Uh, they're going to say he was down. Yeah, I think he was down, too, but, boy, that's a close call. And there's a penalty as – as uh, Lake Forest was arguing that the uh, that the play was dead before That's the fumble. Big. That's a big play there with that. Somebody know. said a magic word there. Yeah, that, that might have, have been was, a couple words. Who knows? When but. the referee threw the flag, he <laughs> threw it straight up in the air about 25 yards, it felt like. It just like. now landed. Yep, he's pointing, <laughs> and he is pointing at the uh, Lake Forest side. Now he's having a chat with Jim Cotanzaro. Well, so that's a first and 10, then tack 15 onto it. Conzaro had a front row seat to that, too. I mean, he he had to hear that. Yes. I mean, the referee heard it, it loud and clear. Within five yards where he was standing. Uh, it, was, it was really close if that was, was uh, whether he was down or forward progress, whatever you want to call it, down. But Juraz with a 17-yard catch, and they're going to add 15 yards to it. That's a 32-yard play with 427 and not many timeouts. That is a Huge That's a huge play. And then there's 427 on the clock. Like you said, you want to sustain a drive here. You're not worried about the clock right no, now. No, right. Yeah. 49-yard line of Lake Forest. Boyer. A couple step drop. A little pump fake out to the right. Now he'll roll right. And he's going to run. Yeah, get some yardage That's out good of that. Play. Yeah, a couple. Okay. Good decision making. You know, we talked about don't throw it over the middle late. And I think that's where the route was called for. And Carter Boyer got some positive yards out of a play that really didn't have much to do uh, with <laughs> He couldn't have passed it to anyone. I mean, we talked about their pass defense anyway. Yeah. That's yeah. a great decision, I think. So they'll give him uh, boy, it looked like he got to the 45 before well, he got sure pushed did. out of bounds, but they're going to say 47. So a gain of only three. It'll be second and seven. A gain of only two for the 47. So second and eight for the Scouts. There's Riley's back out there on the field. Fetter in the backfield with Boyer. Oh, Fetter in motion, motion. out to the right. Now they'll pitch it to Riley. When he was in, uh, went for motion. <laughs> and uh, about the 45-yard line. So, a gain of about th the two there. So, it'll be third and five. And uh, Coach Cottonzaro having a nice conversation with one of the officials on this side. I don't know if he thought maybe Riley, I don't know. Third and six for the Scots from the 45-yard line of Lake Forest. We need to pick up this first down here. I don't think we wanted him to go out of bounds there, did no. we? No. No, 3.30 left on the clock. Yeah, if you don't get this play, plenty of time for Lake Forest. Back to pass is better. Fetter, or uh, Boyer set up a little screen Dylan pass. Bone. First and 10 for Bone as he catches it on about the 45 and gets it down to the 35-yard line. 10 yards after the catch. That's a first down, a big one for Monmouth College. A pepperoni's pizza first down. Casual pizzeria chain serving wings and New York-style pies, including vegan 
and gluten-free options. Big play. I was laughing because, you know, the clock was not going there, and then all of a sudden Canazaro was over here (laughs) waving his arm. You would think he wouldn't want the clock. Right, and now, (laughs) yeah, get out of bounds. And off the left side. Boy, taking the feet right out from under him. What's the ball carrier? Another guy down. And a a man down for the Scots. Or, uh, excuse me, uh, Lake Forest. I think uh, whoever is number eight for us today running the football, I think his knee when uh, got up into the tackler's helmet there at about the 38. Or thigh or knee or something. He's popped up now and he'll ready to come off the field. But I don't know if he knows where he's at, though. <laughs> no. He's, I think maybe. maybe he got a knee from the ball carrier there when he was trying to make the tackle. Yeah, I think you're right. Or a thigh or something. Yeah, he's definitely got to come out. He doesn't want to come out, but when, you, when you're down in the field, you got to come out. Or maybe thinking maybe there's a penalty there. No penalty there, I don't think, that I saw. But he is going to come out. I think you got to get, what, about 10 more yards to get into a field goal range? Yeah, what's uh, – I, I, Zelk, I think, has got more range than what is on the stats. His longest of the season is 33. I think he could go a little longer than that if he had to. His just longest is 33. They're at the, what, the 30 – two now so if you got to get down to the 16 yard line for a 33 yarder so i think if you get down to the 20 and give him a shot from 37 yeah, i agree with that rolling right is boyer looking downfield throws it got a man at the 26 yard line it's jake Uraz all the way down to the 20 right around the 20 yard line that's going to be another first down for monmouth college that'll move the sticks Uraz a 13 yard catch no two-minute warning at the I, college level. I really like the rollout. You know, what what Carter Boyer is doing, he's rolling out, feeling, looking real comfortable yeah, and setting up, making nice throws a year as. More comfortable rolling out than he is, you know, and he's had time in the pocket, but still everything's kind of around you. Now he'll pitch it to Brooks McCade. McCade Brooks. <laughs> I go again. <laughs> McCade Brooks, no, no gain there. We're going right? to change his name this week. Yeah, right. Right. So it's going to be second and ten from the twenty. And you talk about local local kids, South Fulton. He's he's yeah. a South Fulton kid. It's a ton of there's a ton of we get the two deep each week from each each team early in the week, by the way. And uh, for Monmouth College, there is a ton of local talent on that two deep, which is their starters for offense and defense. Just a ton of kids from around here. Rolling left is Boyer. Looking for Nick Obsaint. Oh, Caught out, out of bounds. bounds. Yeah, yeah, just out of bounds. Somebody didn't run the right route there because Nate Thornton was, like, in that vicinity as well. And that's not normal. No. Well, that's going to bring up a third and ten again for Monmouth College. Clock stopped after the incomplete pass at a minute 59 of the second quarter. Scott's lead 14 to 9. But another score here would be big. Lake Forest will get the second half kickoff. So Uraz and Thornton are on the same side of the field to the left. Dylan Bone is in a tight end position. We've called his number a couple times this today. Let's see what he gets. Maybe he'll get a middle route here. And oh, gosh, pre-snap penalty on the Scots. Don't need to go back. start. Yeah. Nope. Third and fifteen now. Now, see if from the what are they at the twenty? That's where that's kind of the the area that I would be comfortable with Cody Zelt kicking. That's a thirty-seven yarder. But now you back it up. Now you're back to forty-two yarder. Yeah, I like the start of that play. I mean, I, I would say come back to that play at some point in time. Brooks was going to be 
open a uh, little wheel route, not wheel route, but a little bit of dump route there. But they had a nice blocking scheme set up there with Obsane over there and Uraz and Thornton. We talked about their blocking downfield throughout this season. If you could get 10 of this 15, get down to the 15-yard line, that'd be a 32-yarder. I want 15. Give me 15. Yeah, 15 would be <laughs> way better. Back to pass is Boyer. Over the middle, caught at the Get 10. the end zone. Get Nate the end zone. Thornton trying to shake some tacklers. He's got the first down at the five-yard line. Nate Thornton jumps up and points. First down, baby. <laughs> Pepperoni's pizza first down. See, That's a big one. Did you listeners big one. hear Sean Temple say, oh, just get 10? <laughs> you <laughs> right, got to get 15. Right. I was, I'm always thinking worst case Come scenario. on, pessimistic. <laughs> first and goal to go from the Scots from the five. Under a minute to go. Straight ahead, close to the goal line, but a little short is McCade Brooks. I think that'll work out perfect, don't you? Yes, a little bit more time off bit. the clock. Yeah, I I wouldn't really. Well, you don't really want to leave it on third. I mean, you're going to go for it on no matter what. You got three downs here to get a touchdown. Second and goal from the one. I'd follow Josh Nimrick right into the end zone here. Boyer, two Brooks. Well, he tried. Ooh, loss on the play. That's going to be third and about the goal from the three. Oh, not a fumble. Was that a and fumble? a fumble? No. I think Late they flag. do have it. Oh, boy. Bodies laying everywhere. Uh, Lake Forest says they have the ball. McCade Brooks was laying on the ground at the five. Did not have the ball. They're going to give the ball to Lake Forest. Boy, what a turn of events here. Wow. Boy, the officials have had their hands full today, haven't they? Yeah, there's there's a lot of mm, they're I, still talking about. And I want Boyer's hanging out in the in the. Uh, no, they're gonna say fumble. Is well, it. and it goes back to they're not blowing the whistle when the play should yeah. be dead. I mean, yes, this works against Monmouth College. So heck, yeah, we're gonna be on our edge of our seats talking about but how bad a call that is earlier in the game too. A couple but times, guys are getting drugged down to the ground or drugged back five six yards and no no. Oh, I call him touchback. Yeah. Touchback, it's going to be Lake Forest football. We got a penalty, uh, necessary roughness, or personal foul on the Scots, which that could be big. You start to 20, then mark off 15. That's that's out to the 35. And we know um, Beckham Sonnenbin uh, has a leg. They only have one timeout, though, hmm. if I recall. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, I, yep, one timeout, Scott's with none. That's going to put the ball out to the 35. So here's what transpired in one play. Scott's had second and goal with the one to go up possibly by 12 points. That's two scores. And now with the fumble and the penalty, it's going to be Lake Forest football at the 35. Now they don't have a huge passing game, but they are going to have two receivers left and right. So we'll see. Watch what, out for the screen here. Trey Stewart, little pump fake down the sideline. He's got uh, overthrows his man. Nick Harris, pretty good coverage there. Boy, for a second there, I thought that the Scots sold out and he was all by himself down the sideline. Yeah, I didn't see Nick Harris <laughs> no. over here on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> no. Nick uh, must have been playing some pretty soft coverage there because I didn't see him anywhere. When the ball was in the air, I didn't think anybody was covering the receiver. Second and 10 now from the 35. With 26 seconds to go, Scott's lead 14 to 9. Let's see what Coach Cotton 
has up his sleeve here. They got well, a long way to go. I don't know if, seconds if anyone listens out. to that Manning and Manning show, but Peyton. I, I, every Monday. Peyton, I love it because Peyton tells you exactly his thought process. That first play it has to be a positive play. And the pass is incomplete. Incomplete. Second, uh, third and ten now. Okay, we got confirmation. Um, it's Marcus Albers. Okay. Michael Blazing, give us a, uh, who's connected with the college, got a hold of, uh, of Coach Haynes, the, the athletic director, and said Marcus Albers is wearing eight today instead of six. Is that what he usually is, six? Yeah, he's number yeah, six usually. Six yeah. usually, so eight today. Thank you so much, Michael Blazing, for checking in. We appreciate it. Third and ten from the 35. Maybe a little delayed handoff here with Mr. Bonds. 22 seconds. Yeah, they're just going to take a knee. Scots do not have a timeout, so. Man, that's 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 strange. With with the you you got a guy with a pretty solid leg. Yeah, and your first two plays kind of dictated probably the kneel down. Yeah, if you sure. Get two positive yeah. plays or a positive right. play, you maybe play that out a little bit differently. And you only had one timeout to work with to to get into field goal range. But yeah, kind of an odd end of the first half there. But that is the end of the first half. Scott's lead fourteen to nine. They'll take a five point lead into the second half. We'll be back. In uh, three minutes here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WRAM. Welcome back to Scott's Football here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WRAM, and com. Your score at the half, it is Monmouth College 14, the Lake Forest Foresters 9 on a couple of touchdown runs by uh, uh, Devin Pinkard in that first half as we start the halftime show, which is sponsored by LMP Insurance Agency for your auto, home, commercial, and farm insurance needs. Contact Rachel Kunkel or Julie Martin at 734-2116. I'm Sean Tipple alongside Brent Dugan. What do you think of that first half, Doogie? Well, you know, I, it, you look at the stat line, and, and third down efficiency ratio just just kind of comes off the page at, at, at the really the stat lines. One of six for Lake Forest. You get them in a predictable situation – and they, they aren't as efficient on that third down and long um, type of downs. And when you get them in that situation, that's not their forte. They want to they run the football with Bonds and Brown, and they've done it effectively at times. But when you get them behind the chains a little bit, they're not as good uh, with the pass game. I, I, I talked to a lot of coaches. I haven't done a lot of coaching, but I've talked to a lot of coaches, especially football. They say the whole key is to make your opponent uncomfortable. On, on things that they're not used to doing and, and want to do. Make them uncomfortable. And I, I think the same goes for basketball. You try yeah. to make the other team do something that's out of their comfort zone. Make them uncomfortable. Yep. And that's what, like you said, that's what the Scots are doing here so far. Yeah, and total plays. 43 plays for Monmouth College and 25 for Lake Forest. Uh, that fumble, very uncharacteristic. Yeah, very it, It's kind of been the reverse yes. uh, throughout the last two or three, maybe even four weeks. But uh, one of that fumble right before half is going, uh, hopefully doesn't play a factor. Um, it's just one of those things that you're you're gonna score somehow, some way, whether it be via touchdown or even with a field goal. Uh, Zelke is pretty much uh, automatic from that from that field goal spot. You're gonna get three points at least, and that's gonna put you up eight points on the road against Lake Forest. Lake Forest gets the ball here to start the second half. Hopefully, that fumble doesn't come back to bite Monmouth College. Yeah, the uh, uh, it could be a big play either way, and we. We discussed, it seems like every week, how good the Scots are in the first half. And they are they are fantastic in the first half. Like, unbelievably good in the first half. Outscoring opponents 205-17, to 17, folks, in the first half through the first seven games. 
But you look at the Lake Forest side, <laughs> and, and they have an 82 to nothing scoring advantage in the third quarter. This this next 15 minutes. Yeah, it's it's going to be something else, and we've been excited about this game the whole whole week anyway. And it's <laughs> I don't think it's going to disappoint us in the second half. <laughs> Both coaches kind of got to be a little bit upset at their teams. It hasn't been really polished. Um, the first drive that Lake Forest went right down the field, I'm sure uh, after that, Monmouth College defense has really kind of settled in and got them behind the chains a little bit more um, and had made them pass. And I don't think, like I said, don't feel comfortable doing that. But uh, we'll see how this, this second half plays out. But, I, you know, I'm excited for it. I really am. I just Both teams are kind of juggernaut each other. You know, there's been guys down about every other play. <laughs> right. Uh, and guys been hobbling off the field. But, um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how the second half plays out. And, and obviously stopping Lake Forest on their first drive is kind of a main goal for Monmouth College's defense. Well, the big, I know the big talk between you and I was the two special defenses that are on the field today, one of the top five defenses in the nation in a lot of different categories. And one of those categories that Lake Forest is number one in the nation in is passing yards allowed, 96 and a half. About 96 and a half yards a game is all they give up. The Scots, 150. They've doubled that almost already. Yeah, 150. And, and we've called Uraz, we've called Nate Thornton every week, week in, week out. But Dylan Bell's been a yes. been effective in yes. the pass passing he's game. Been kind of an unsung hero this year. He has, and he's kind of you know under the radar. Yeah. You wouldn't be on your yeah, pecking term, under the radar. Your, your, yeah. pe- your pecking order as far yeah. as the stat sheet goes, you wouldn't say okay that guy we have to stop, and that's nothing against Dylan Bone because in the offense that's been presented to him, he does a lot of downfield blocking and those kind of things. But he's been open in that middle seam, and Lake Forest has been running a pretty much a man to man. Uh, zone coverage on one side and man-to-man on the other. So Dylan Bones kind of found that vacant spot, and he's been open for at least two or three catches today. 196 total yards for the Scots in the first half to 135 for Lake Forest. Uh, looking at the individual stats, what do you see in there? Well, you know, we, we've we called McCade Brooks. Uh, he's been kind of out of the lineup. He's had He's got six carries for 14 yards, that big fumble right before half, and, and then Carter Boyer's got a couple rollouts as well. Um, you know, he, he's really the running game hasn't put anything together. We have Devin Devin's out today, uh, evidently, so he's not in the lineup. But uh, you know, with with Pickard putting in, in the end zone twice, he only has four carries for six yards. But uh, overall, Uraz four catches, sixty yards. Thornton five big catches, fifty three yards. Uh, we talked about Dylan Bones two catches for twenty two yards, both first downs. If I do recall, and then I'm saying had that one nice catch coming back uh, for a 12-yard game, also a first down, and then uh, Riley had the little shuttle pass. He he gets credit for a catch, and <laughs> who's kidding who? Carter gets ca- ca- a completion on that and ups his ratios. But uh, I would say you're not you're not really displeased with the first half as far as the offensive side goes, other than the fumble and a couple of the penalties you probably could just do away with. Uh, you talked about the little, the little kind of the shovel pass ahead. Uh, had a nice, uh, just reminds me of a story from David Milroy. They had a game in high school a couple weeks ago. He says that's why we do that. Why coaches do that? If you have any kind of problem, you pitch it forward. It's actually a forward pass. It's incomplete. Yes. Officials missed it. Little shovel pass. His his uh, player missed it. Called it a fumble. Turned it over. He said that was the first time I was this close to being kicked out of a football game. He said that's why we do it. For that protection. To avoid that. And the official didn't see the... the, uh, And the the reverse side of it is, to hand it off, 
to keep the clock running, right? right. You would avoid that sure. maybe shuttle sure. pass. Sure, sure, um, sure. Yeah, I never looked at it the opposite yeah, way. The opposite sure. way. And, and, and really, we just got to stop Bonds. That's what Monmouth College has got to do. They, Brown's been their secondary back. He's been in there a couple series. He's got four, four uh, carries for nine yards. Not in a real effective day. Held him in check. But there's been about two or three long runs by Damon Bonds. And yeah, they were early. And they were. And they as he did, he got to the line and bounced it outside and got downfield in the secondary. And we, we know what he can do once he does that. And really, Hanson. Just keep yeah, him. I thought he had all three. I think they gave Trevor Land one of those catches, but I could have swore they. And were that all was three the touchdown pass, evidently, because yeah. yeah, he had that reception so. there first <laughs> on their first drive. But other than their first drive, Monmouth College defense has done what they've normally done. Yeah, been a good first half so far for the uh, Monmouth College Fighting Scots on the uh, stat line and and on the scoreboard as well. Let's take a look at some scores around the conference, which is brought to you by Save a Lot Food Stores. Save a lot of time. Save a lot of money. Save a lot food store in Monmouth. The upset that we were hoping for by uh, by <laughs> by Beloit or Grinnell, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Not going to happen today. I, I knew you were dreaming. <laughs> uh, Grinnell is up, uh, or excuse me, Chicago is up on Grinnell, forty-eight to nothing at the half there. So uh, uh, nothing's going to happen there. And then uh, Rippon with a safe lead at half over Beloit, thirty-four to seven. So. Status quo besides this game as far as the uh, shakeup of the standings go. Yeah, I'm sure their eyeballs, <laughs> as far as ripping goes, is probably looking looking ahead a little bit at next week. And, and they're – well, they got to come to Monmouth College's field uh, next week. But, yeah, Monmouth's in a little bit of a barn burner here. And, that, and again, it's going to be a nice second half. And, and defense, I think, is still going to dictate what happens here with a win or a loss in this case. Trying to get a score from Lawrence and Knox. Oh, there we go. Uh, there we go. It is twenty-eight nothing. Knox got a lead on Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence, the uh, well, they I think they're last in the conference, I believe. Where's my yeah my conference sheet? Yeah, Lawrence uh, pulling up the rear at zero and seven. Uh, Knox with a big lead in the third quarter, twenty-eight to nothing over uh, the Vikings. And Knox got a chance to get to three and four in the conference and four and four overall in the season. Yeah, so they're gonna make that Turkey Bowl even more interesting. Yeah, I'm not in, in putting Knox's, Knox's program down, but historically they haven't had uh, no, those right, kind of right. records come well, you're, through. You're an alumni of Mama, so you're allowed. I I'm know, not allowed. You're, you're allowed. I know. <laughs> I have friends, a couple friends over there, and I they, they tend to listen every now and again. Sure. And every every time I say that Knox, that four letter word, right? That's what <laughs> we were text, always. I'm sure. That's what we were always told in in college when we were at Mammoth, but. Uh, <laughs> That team to the north uh, yes. or, or east or yeah, whatever. Team to the east. Yeah. That's what uh, Coach Sander. Coach Sander always said. He never said. East. Yeah. <laughs> Mom said never say four-letter words is what he'd always tell us. In a joking way, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Knox uh, up 28 nothing in that one. So, uh, again, they, they got a chance to get to 4-4 four and four on the season. New head coach, uh, second year maybe, for four Knox. Coach um, Willits. Uh, coach Willits, yeah. Logan Willits over there doing no, Another local Alito. Yeah. He's probably Alito Green Dragon, right? He sure. was in Mercer yep. County. Yeah. 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 He uh, getting getting the uh, Knox program turned around. Good to see as far as our our, uh, our uh, series goes, the uh, Turkey Bowl series goes, which Monmouth, what, 21 now? Is it 21, 22, 20? Oh, I stopped counting, Sean. There's so many wins in a row. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a short break and come back and talk some high school football. I was at Stillman Valley last night for Mammoth Roseville football, the first round of the playoffs in Class 3. I had some other scores going on as well. Got some things going on today also, first week of high school football playoffs. We'll come back and take a look at what happened last night. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Scott's lead the Lake Forest Foresters 14-9 to as we continue on with the LMP Insurance Agency 
halftime show. Some scores around high school football from last night. I was in Stillman Valley last night with the Monmouth Roseville Titans. The Titans hung with the uh, the uh, Stillman Valley uh, Cardinals last night. 48-33 to was the final score. A couple, couple, uh, uh, late score by Monmouth Roseville there made that a two-score game. But Monmouth Roseville had a 20-8 lead in the first quarter and just kind of quieted down a very loud and raucous Stillman Valley Cardinal crowd. They got up 20 to eight, three huge long, really long plays, about over 70 yards, three plays over 70 yards, a couple kickoff returns and a long touchdown run. Uh, gave the, the uh, Titans a big lead there. And then Stillman Valley just did what Stillman Valley does. They just grinded out three, four yards at a time and 29, I think a 29 uh, unanswered run, 29-point unanswered run there and put that one away. Well, there probably had to be a little bit of question mark when it's 28. Uh-oh, what's going on yeah, here? But then an once awful you, quiet crowd. And you said they answered right away on that next Yeah, at 28, yeah, the kickoff return immediately. And, and from there, they just kind of rolled after that. Uh, also last night, Robo Williamsfield gets a win over Stark County at home, 28-14. to Congratulations to uh, Grant Goldstrand for the head coach at uh, Robo Williamsfield getting the win there. Also, Princeton, a big win over Piatone, 56-28. to 28. Uh, Elsewhere, uh, Spring Valley Hall, Putnam County, that co-op beaten by, that's a tough first-round draw, Sacred Heart Griffin, 55-6. to six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Also, Quincy gets a win over Chatham-Glenwood, 49-42. to 42. Uh, Elsewhere, Moline gets a win over DeKalb, 21-13. West Central, as we switch over to eight-man football, 72-16. to 16. Uh, Jason Kirby, the Heat, get a win over South Beloit. That was a six. I think they had 64 at the half. Ooh, at the half. Wow. Had uh, 56, I think, 44. 44 in the first quarter. Wow. It's quick. That's a lot of uh, points. Drost, he's really good. He is. He's really good. And then Ridgewood, uh, Pat Elder, his first year of eight-man football with Ridgewood. They get a big win, 58-26. to 26. I'm hoping for a Ridgewood West Central semifinal. Yeah, that'd be a nice little, uh, especially for area football. And I know eight-man football, we talk, we don't talk about that nearly enough. But you have to have a couple athletes on the yes. field because you're covering a lot more ground. Yep, a lot uh, of open six space less in that players, game. right? Yeah. I mean, out there now, and and yeah, you have to have a guy that's going to be able to run sideline, sideline, and as you mentioned, Drosty can do that. Well, West Central will now play the winner of today's matchup between West Prairie and uh, Milledgeville on paper. On paper, Milledgeville uh, has the advantage there. So, I uh, know talking to Coach Kirby last week, uh, wasn't looking ahead too much because Coach Kirby gets mad at me if I even mention two weeks later. He'll shut the interview down right there. That's it. We're done. <laughs> but uh, Milledgeville, he's, he's a little concerned about Milledgeville. That'll be a good matchup well, should they beat West Prairie. I know A-Town had him in the playoffs like four yes, years ago. We Millidge- covered that one. Yes, yeah, you did. Yeah. And they run triple option or did with 11 man. They ran triple option and – very effectively, they run it right down A Town. I, I remember that O two often that they were scoring at will there. I think did, did we jump out? Did A Town jump out on top round of the gate? Yes, yes, and that's happened a couple yeah. different playoff right. games, and sometimes that's almost a bad it is bad omen. A false sense of security there. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, games today though. Uh, we got Animal Weathersfield looking at Class A first. They're tied with Rockford Lutheran seven seven. Class two A Rockridge and Newman. Rockridge is up on Newman uh, twenty eight. Oh, I forgot to write down the Newman score, but they're up 28-6 at the half over Sterling Newman. Uh, Mercer County is ahead of uh, Bloomington Central Catholic, 14-10, to 10, uh, early on in that one. That's a 2 o'clock start. And then you got a score from uh, the Knoxville Blue Bulls Yeah, the start of the fourth quarter, Knoxville's up 20-8. to eight. Men in Unity did put it in the end zone and got the two-point conversion. It's now 20-8 to eight, uh, in the fourth quarter, start of the fourth quarter. 
tonight. Good one at Macomb. If you ain't got nothing going on, uh, Macomb is hosting Quincy Notre Dame tonight on the turf at Macomb High School tonight at 7 o'clock. That'd be a fun one to go down to and and catch. And uh, So that's your scores around the area. As we're ready for the second half, we're underway. Kickoff, the Farm King kickoff by the Scots, taken at about the two-yard line out to the 15. The 20 still on his feet, stretching the field down the left sideline, 35-40. Then finally shoved out of bounds at the 45. Did you see a flag back there? Notorious block in the back. And the, yep, there it is, the uh, the yellow flag on the field. All right, second half underway. Scott's lead 14-9. See if they can hold on here and get themselves still in a tie for first place and set up a huge showdown next week at home versus Rippon. He is safely ahead at the half today. <laughs> Knox, Knox will just put it in the end zone to make it 27-8 with 10 minutes left in that game. Should be able to. I don't want to jinx it because I've been known to be one of those. I don't want to jinx it. So hopefully Knox will just hang on. I won't even say what I was going to say. I was say, trying so. to hit mute. I was trying to hit mute. <laughs> well, and you, you worked with me way too long. You <laughs> talked about Grant Goldstrand. What a fine season yeah. Will Williamsfield put together. Oh, by the way, you got to go play Lena Winslow, I think. Yes. Yeah, have fun yeah. with that hey, one. Congratulations. Now you got to play Lena Winslow. <laughs> well, we were talking on the way home last night. If Mama Throws have got a win against Stillman Valley. I All right, your reward? I see Catholic. I see Catholic, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, good luck to Princeton. That should be a good one, though. First play from scrimmage for the Foresters is Armani Brown. Nowhere to go. Back to the line of scrimmage. And that's it. The uh, block in the back took the ball back to the 15-yard line. I'm still wondering if there's just something not right with Bonds today. And now, granted, we, we saw the stats. They're pretty equal in yardage, so maybe it's just his time to run this series. But He's he's done such a good job. What do you have, seven, yes. uh, 10 carries I mean, for 78 yards? He's averaging 7.8 yards a carry. and I, I respect the dance with the – you know, date, dance with the date that brought you or whatever, but, but he's he was doing pretty well there early on, and then he sat for a couple series. If your mom's called, you're okay with it. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Second and ten, back to pass. Is Trey Stewart looking out to his right? Ball up in the air. Is that caught or picked off? Both, both players have it. That normally goes to the offense. That was pretty good coverage and a really darn good catch there by Lake Forest. Yeah, they're going to say the Foresters have it. Mama's pointing their way. <laughs> Lake Forest is pointing their way. Both players refuse they to give up the football. It. Yeah, they both caught it at the same time. Couldn't see. Who was, uh, who was the defender down there for the Scots? Jalen. Jalen. Uh, um, that is uh, Jalen Williams for, uh, for the Scots on coverage there from uh, Lakeland, Florida, the sophomore. Uh, they're going to give the ball to Lake Forest. As both, both, uh, both players caught it simultaneously, and nine times out of ten, that goes to the offense. Inside Scott's territory at the 49. To give straight ahead to Armani Brown. He's got a little room to run. We were just talking about how well Damon Bonds did, and now Armani Brown's going to – Break off a nine-yarder down to the 40-yard line. And now Lake Forest starting to get a little momentum here. They are uh, – sidelines getting pretty pumped up. Yeah, he is – again, I was – I please understand I wasn't taking anything away from Brown. It just Bonds was more effective until I just saw that run and he carried about yeah. four guys with him. Apparently, they he's got a little headset in his helmet. It's going to show us. Yeah, exactly. Dugan, shut on the, up. <laughs> on the radio broadcast. Second and one. Out of the shotgun. Receiver or a running back behind Trey Stewart, straight ahead into the pile. I don't think he got it. I think he's about a half yard short looking at the uh, far side official. It's going to be third and about half a yard. As Armani Brown got the carry again. So now Lake Forest 
I try to get a play, and they take forever to get the plays in, which is so odd in Division well, Three football. It's usually just go, 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 go. The quarterback comes over to the sidelines quite a bit, and I don't know if that's what their normal is, but he's – Third a, and half a yard. little run blitz here maybe with – Scott's are bringing it. Uh, Trey Stewart tried to get it on his own, and body's flying well past the pile. Yeah, Trey. They're going to give him forward progress down to the 35. I thought he was – it was enough for a first down, but maybe like a yard or two. And then he just burst out of the pile after it had stopped. They're going to give him forward progress down to the 35. It's, it's an odd play. It's that late whistle that we've yeah. talked about it numerous times today that they're just letting the play – I mean, I, I get it. Let, let them play it out. But there's sometimes that it, – It looks like the, the entire pile stops. What you're inviting is a fumble that shouldn't right. be a fumble. That's going to play a big factor in this game. We'll we'll see how it plays out. But first and ten to the thirty-five at the thirty-five. Armani Brown, about three yards off the left side. Not a lot there. Down to the twenty or the uh, thirty-two yard line. Now Tanner Tomoski trying to get his sideline up. Well, and you can tell, t kind of see the strategy here of Lake Forest. They're going to lean on you a little bit here to start the second half. As you mentioned, they haven't allowed a, a point a in a point. third quarter. So I'm guessing that's a lot of time of possession. Exactly. So maybe this is how they do, you know, like you said, they, they, they have a template. This is, the, this is the script they're following, and that makes sense right now. They're putting a long drive together and taking some time off that clock. Scouts with a five-point lead, 14-9, to nine, nearing the 11-minute mark of the third quarter. Second and seven. Straight ahead, Brown again. And not a lot there, but I'm going to I'm gonna stop. I'm not going to say he's down until actually everybody separates and goes back to their huddle because that's how late the whistle has been. So third and four, big play here. Again, if you can get them in that third and long, they've, they've, they've shown signs of just the rollout play and that, that pass to Hanson and the rollout and the underneath route. Because what they've been doing, they put him kind of as a – a little bit of a staggered tight end set, and then they pull him. He comes across the set, the line, and he either rolls out or he blocks out the end. So I'll see if they use that play again. Third and fourth. Keeper by Stewart getting in there. And nice play. Nice play. Nick ground. Harris got him. It was uh, it was Tevin Baker who got the initial hit on Stewart and kind of slowed him up, and then uh, <laughs> Nick Harris kind of just finished it off. It's it's the wing wingspan. You know, of, of Tevin <laughs> yeah, Baker. Because it looked like Trey man. was going to, Trey Stewart was going to run away from him. <laughs> they're showing they're going to be in four down territory. Yeah, loss here. of a couple there. Fourth and five from the uh, 30 yard line of Monmouth College. Big play here for both ball clubs. I'd if, say more so for Lake Forest. They're running trips right. See if Personette can get in the backfield here. Single receiver left. Back to pass is Stewart. Looking under pressure. He's going to throw it and oh, one-handed catch. One catch at about the 25. And then yards after the catch down inside the 20. That's a great catch by Jake De La Torre. I thought I almost was going to say that pass is incomplete because it was well behind him. Yes, yeah, Stewart was getting hit as he was passing it. And what did you say? Is, what was the number again? De La Torre. De La Torre. De La Torre reached back behind him, one-handed catch. Wow, that's catch. a big catch on fourth down. Uh-oh. There's a late flag. And that is that going to go on the That's uh, going to go against Monmouth College. You can't give them yards. Unsportsmanlike conduct, I think. And, and Coach Braun is right around that area. I, I don't know what he would have been 
arguing maybe it was a no catch. It was along the sideline. Or a hold or a player down. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that it could was be a long too. developing yes. route play. I did see a lineman downfield. I wonder if that's what he was questioning or pointing out. On the uh, on the live stats, the unsportsmanlike conduct is on Matt Shimko. Maybe he said something on the sideline. I'm sure. I it was don't a, know. A motivating word or two <laughs> to the referee. <laughs> right. Right? Some magic word, that's for sure. But that's going to put it inside the uh, inside the the ten yard line, down to the eight, half the distance to the goal, puts it on the eight yard line. First and goal to go for. The Foresters, they trail by five. Bonds is back in the game in the backfield, um, which kind of is the opposite of what you think you would do. Brown would be more the guy that you lean on and just the bigger guy. And, and Bonds we'll, we'll straight ahead. A little shifty move there. He's going to get him plus yardage of about three. Down to the five-yard line. Second and goal to go. We'll see if the Scots can stiffen up. Scott's got down into this area. And here Towards comes the Brown the into the game half. as I yeah. said here he that. Comes. Yeah. The uh the Scots looked like they were gonna score a touchdown at the end of the first half and end up fumbling away the football inside the well, it was second goal from the one on the fumble. They're taking a ton of time in that again in yeah. that uh, you huddle about again. This. Just you breaking should... the huddle now. Second and goal to go from the five. They get the playoff. It's Bonds, or it should be Brown off the right side. Tomoski, Not a lot there. Tomoski shot the gap real nice there and got Brown in well, the back. He's had a great game today. And I would say that's the key. You don't want Brown to get going north and south yeah. and get a, get a head start on you and get a running start at you because it wouldn't, it wouldn't fare well for me. He'd run me over like a Mack truck. <laughs> it's going to be third and goal to go from the, from the four-yard line. Just a gain of one there by Armani Brown. Little play action play, you think here? Little. Well, they take forever in that huddle. You Finally go here. You scrimmage. go here. Yeah, they're right. doing the routes Just, in the sand. Yeah. Brown, oh, big hole off the left side, goes in untouched. Big run there by Armani Brown, four yards, and yeah, I'm not sure anybody got a hand on him. Just a big hole there on the left side. They had overloaded the right. Wasn't a whole lot on that left side, really. I don't know where you go for two points. I was just thinking that. You got to go for two here. A two-point lead gives you no advantage. Yeah, they're going to running off with the – they brought the <laughs> kicking team out. I don't know if it's just trying to fool them or what, but didn't, nobody left for Monmouth College. It's the same team on the field. <laughs> they're going to go for two. Yeah, a two-point lead point gives time, you they no – had 20 guys out there on the field for Lake <laughs> Forest, so. So here is a big play. Big stop, Hopefully. Going for two, 15-14, straight ahead. Brown hit in the backfield That's and stopped. Big. That was, um, I want to say Obsaint, but it's not Obsaint. Who's uh, Caleb Endicott, linebacker for Monmouth College. Gets the stop on Brown before he could even get going. 15-14, the Lake Forest Forcers are retaking the lead. 8-21 left in the third quarter. That's a long drive there for, uh, for the Forcers. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Monmouth College Fighting Scott Football here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WREM. Scott's trail, 15-14. to 14. Lake Forest with the touchdown. Armani Brown on the four-yard run. Farm King kickoff all the way down to about the 12-yard line. Out to the 20, 25. And about the 30-yard line is where it stops, I think. 
I was hoping you'd get to call one of your patented, uh, did last night, it sounds like, kickoff returns. Was I was hoping Monmouth College would answer with a kickoff return touchdown. but Two Monmouth Roseville kickoffs for touchdown, and one was the opening kickoff. And I know, I know we blew some speakers out somewhere in this area, and I apologize, folks, if you're out <laughs> shopping today at your, at your local store getting some new speakers because we probably blew them out last night. That's exciting. Opening kickoffs are exciting, man. Then they had, I think, three three total on the night, two for Monmouth Roseville. 15-14, Scott's offense on the field. Back to pass is and a complete Uras. pass to the 35, or at the 35 to Uraz. Yards after the catch out to the 41-yard line. I always like, ooh, another man down. Maybe a cramp on this one. Yeah, he's holding his leg up, and a player's kind of holding the leg there looking for the sideline. Yeah, that's a cramp. Try to stretch him out. Kind of unseasonably. Warm temperatures here for first round of high school football playoffs and week eight of the college season. It's a beautiful night last night. Yeah, it was real fortunate. I know uh, we've done some games, and, and of course, <laughs> we're inside, so we can't complain. But uh, this time of year, you're hoping to be inside yes. and, and have have the mic in front of you and you got uh, warmth around you. But uh, I just see Knoxville jumped out to a, a bigger lead yet, 33-8 to eight with five minutes left. Nice. So it looks like they're going to go on to the second round. Who, uh, who, who'd you say Knoxville's Bismarck, potentially? Bismarck Henning. Okay. I, I believe. I thought I saw okay. that and tried to get ahead of it just in case they did win today. Nick Reek was the man down for uh, the Foresters, starting linebacker from Gilbert, Arizona. Went off under his own power. Just a little bit of a cramp there. 41-yard line. I, I've seen it all year, so it's no surprise to me. But I do love how Uraz and Thornton, both and Obsaint for that matter, come back to the ball. It's always nice to throw that that kind of pass when they're coming back to the ball. Boy, your low throw to Nick Obsaint. He had to kind of go down on his knees to get it. I think he, I think he, I think he had more time to just bend over. But I don't know if maybe he thought he was under pressure. But yeah, I, I gained about. I one. might have bragged him up too soon. <laughs> that was one I think he could have came back yeah. for, and it uh, would. I don't really, know if he thought there was a defender around him, but he just kind of bent down. Yep. Second and nine from the 42-yard line. Scott's own 42. Straight ahead, Pinkard. Into a big pile of bodies there after about a yard gain. So it'll be third and eight for the Scots on the one-yard run by Pinkard. Paul Amala on the tackle. <laughs> Pinkard has both touchdowns from Monmouth College today. None of them very explosive. Like one was one yard, and what was the other? It might have been might have been a yard too, one or two as well. <laughs> Whatever works. This is a big play in this game, and you know, Monmouth College got to answer, and they they've what five of ten today on third down efficiency. Back to pass is Boyer looking out to his right now, flushed right, right before the sideline throws it and just throws it in the ground at Nate Thornton's feet. Nothing there. Pretty good coverage by Lake Forest. I see. Although the Scots did have 149 yards passing in the first half, this is the top pass defense in the nation. Not just the Midwest Conference in the nation. And the Scots doubled, nearly doubled what they usually put up or give in that first half. Now, not so much. Punt team out for the Scots. Well, and the plan of attack has been roll out Carter and get those flood routes to the one side of the field. That's kind of how they've been doing it so far and had some success doing it. Fletcher got a couple of good punts off Get today of under it. pressure and just gets it away and booms it. Booms it again. At the 10, rolling, oh, rolling down, down to the six-yard line. What a great punt from Addison Fletcher. I don't know why the uh, kick returner didn't catch that in the air. He called for the fair catch and just let it go over his head. I was too busy jumping out of my chair because I thought their, their block 
almost came into play there. One of the one of the top block uh, pump blocks in the nation is uh, Lake Forest, and Nick Antonucci is they, the guy that's gotten three of them. They got a stat on everything these days, don't <laughs> they? They do. I just ran across that one. I was I wonder how because the Scots have had some issues with the punt game. It said he likes long walks by the beach at night too. <laughs> I, we got we got pro yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 15-14, Lake Forest with the football, deep in their own end zone, or deep in their own end of the field, excuse me, in the six-yard line on a good punt by Addison Fletcher. Off the left side is Damon Bonds. Oh, he popped out and of there. And still Gosh, going out to the 16-yard line. I think that's enough for a first down. And another man down for Lake Forest. It has been, you can't get at least two or three plays by time by time the uh, get a man down. 6.29 to go third quarter, 15-14 Lake Forest, leading Monmouth College. Corbin Personnel and finally getting Damon Bonds down to the ground. Looks like Tomoski's kind of got a left shoulder that's not. Yeah, he's been banged up all stinger, game. Stinger maybe. Man, he's bringing we it. talked about maybe a stinger earlier, and that looks I'm like another sure. stinger. I don't know what it would take to get him off the field completely today. No. <laughs> maybe. Amputating the left arm or something, that'd be it. <laughs> yeah. And he'd probably yeah. still find a way to patch it up. Maybe Ronnie Lotta, he'd probably bite it <laughs> off to... <laughs> right, you know. just go ahead and lop it off. And I never did hear, is that a true story? I, you know, I don't, I don't know. It sure is a great story. Whether yeah. it's true or not, it's a great story. Uh, Ronnie Lott had, had his finger, uh, half of his finger amputated, right? Just so he could keep playing. Right. Crazy. He said he, he even tried to bite on it or whatever really i, mean, I, don't, I don't know that's <laughs> that's another twist of the story i'd yeah, never heard i wouldn't doubt it ronnie lott was he was a he, he was, was a so player. tough he bit his finger yeah. i don't know how yeah, that, yeah. that goes from being tough to stupid i think you're yeah, right i wouldn't do yeah, that they, well you know they, they say what the the border the the line between courage and stupidity is very thin <laughs> very thin yes <laughs> very thin uh they still got a man down here and we're gonna take a quick break and come back Back to back in action here following the injury timeout. First carry by Damon Mons, about a five-yard gain off the left side from first and ten on the 16 out to about the 21-yard line. So it'll be second and five, first play. Following the injury timeout, didn't get a uh, number of the uh, player, like a, an interior lineman, I believe, for uh, the Foresters. And it's par for the course with these two teams playing the physicality of the game. And, yeah. and we've talked about numerous injuries today. And some have just been kind of a little bit banged up and got back in the game. But, oh, person that's getting held Bonds there. Bonds gets to the edge. Yeah, he was. And I believe. Look at his jerseys, uh, like, turned around. Uh, I think uh, also, um, who else for the for the scouts there? Um, like somebody else was getting held right at the Zach Longenbach, the linebacker for the Scots. Looked like he was getting held too, but a 12-yard gain for Damon Bonds out over the 30-yard line up to 33. That's not even trying to be a wishful. Yeah, that's right out in the open. I mean, that was, <laughs> I mean, I mean he's right really, there, and his jersey's <laughs> pulled around. I mean, <laughs> what more evidence do you need? First and 10 for the Foresters. They lead 15 to 14. Five and a half minutes left here in the third quarter. Stewart. Gives to Bonds again. About a three-yard gain down over the 35 to the 36. It'll be the second and seven for the Foresters. 
And just back to that ground and pound, that three, four yards at a pop. You can tell how they've they've shut people down in the third quarter. This is how they've come out in all the games they've played in in their six, seven game season. Eighty two to nothing scoring advantage yeah, in the third I mean, quarter for Lake Forest. Now eighty what? Eighty eight to nothing. Yeah, it's second and eight here with with five minutes left. So they're gonna eat a good chunk of this third quarter clock up here with probably this drive. This is important down right here. If you can allow them not to get, you know, don't let them get their four or five yards, and it kind of puts them in a passing situation. Straight ahead into the pile. Pile still moving. This, this is time big. sideways. This is big. This is what <laughs> we were talking about. You're putting, you know, Lake Forest in an uncomfortable position, and, you know, they're just not, they're not as comfortable with this. And as you see Hanson coming into the game right now, I would lock him down, and they've had a couple of streak routes that you just got to kind of contain, and otherwise you're going to get the ball back, and obviously it won't be in great field position, but I would I would love to see them get a – let's get a big sack here, huh? Maybe a strip and scoop and score. Oh, that's the perfect – that's the trifecta. Yeah. Third and five. Five straight carries by Bonds. <laughs> they give – no, fake. Rolling left is Stewart. Finds his man at the 43-yard line. That's a first talked down. talked about this. Yep. Uh, that is Jake, the other tight end. That is oh, Jake. Is the other one? Uh, yeah, Costries. Jake Costries, <coughs> the other big tight end for. And now I see Nick Harris is out over there. Looks like he got rolled up on. Yeah, he's down on the Monmouth College sideline. Yeah, he was a part of the uh, tackle of Costries. So that's. Gives the Lake Forest Forcers a first down on their own 45 with 351 to go. Another injury timeout today. We've had a ton of those. Again, no surprise with the physicality both of these teams have brought all season long. Uh, Costries on the, uh, looking at the, that is Costries only fifth catch of the season. <laughs> uh, Alan Hansen only had 11 catches coming in and he had a big first half. But they're, uh, Jake De La Torre is their big receiver with 19 and he's got the one catch. So that one-handed catch was, a, was yes. a huge catch to that drive. Because that was fourth down, and they would not have scored or put it in the end zone. Langston Matoyer has 14 catches for Lake Forest. Uh, averages about 15 and a half yards a catch, and we haven't seen him at all today. Number one for well, the Lake Forest Foresters. 15 to 14. Looks like uh, they've cleared uh, – Nick Harris from being in danger on the sideline. Hopefully he's he is up though. I see he's Good. up walking around over there. Good. That's <clears throat> somebody the Scots can't afford to miss in the secondary. First and ten from the forty-five yard line. Knoxville did finalize that game thirty-three fourteen. Men in Unity put in a late touchdown, but thirty-three fourteen. So they'll move on to the second round, Sean. Congratulations to the Blue Bullets. They'll move on to the second round. Not a not a ton of our local teams moved on last night. Robo Williamsville. We talked about them moving on. Um, who else moved on from the local area last night? Quincy moved on. Moline. West Central. Yep, Moline, West Central, and Ridgewood. Yeah, I guess we did get uh, quite a few local teams. All right, first and ten from the Forster's own 45, three and a half minutes to go. Straight ahead is Armani, Armani Brown this time for just two yards. You don't see him go backwards very often, but he no. went backwards on that particular play. Second and eight for the Foresters, and they're gonna—they're probably gonna be able to almost melt this whole third quarter clock off. Scott's had the football once, right, in this quarter? Once, one seven, but right around a seven-minute drive to start the third quarter. And now I think they got the football with five or s five minutes left. I think on this uh, 
on this drive. You're seven to eight games into the year, and you haven't allowed a single point in a quarter. It's college football. This is a high school football. This is college football. What a nice stat. Second and eight. Stewart will run right. He's got a man closing on his personnel and maybe a yard gain, maybe back to the line of scrimmage. They're going to give him one yard out to the 48. So that'll bring up a third and nine. Boy, the personnel was chasing down Trey Stewart. Stewart was running for his life. He sure was. Good coverage downfield for the Scots there. Is, uh, of course, uh, Stewart was under pressure pretty quickly, too. That was one of those RPOs. It's kind of one of those, and I think due to the fact personnel was on his heels, he, he elected to run out, roll out, or otherwise it might have been a throw across the middle, a little RPO read. Scots need to get off the field here on third down. Third and seven from the 47. Stewart. Will run forward, runs right into a couple of Scots at midfield. That'll bring up fourth down. For fourth and about three, maybe. Fourth and four. Fourth so, and what four. do you do? You punt it here, don't you? Oh, I think you have to. With your defense and, and yeah. yeah, they're punting. So, punt team comes on. The punt team's punt, punt game's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. For, for uh, Lake Forest so far today. He's averaging like 43 uh, yards per punt. Both teams have punted the ball well. I know uh, Fletcher's got a, a 50 and I think maybe a 60 in there. Snap is good. Punt is away. Fair catch called forward about the nine-yard line by the Scots. First and ten for Monmouth. That's a good play. That's that's the right play. If you let that ball bounce, you never know. You might be starting your, your possession or series at the one-yard line. Yeah, the uh, – the, uh, what the rule of thumb is don't ever catch one inside the 10, but I think you got to gauge that because that was, that was pretty high, so it's not going to take one of those big, long rolls. Right. To get, that we'll get into the end zone. I think it was a good you call. I think Coach Freetag saying, you know what, I'm going to run a streak route with Thornton Ooh, here. I like it. To get on the board and, and break that zero. <laughs> streak. Call timeout. <laughs> <laughs> Back to pass this Boyer looking for his got man and down. batted down and – Probably should have been interception by the uh, Troy Polamalu lookalike there <laughs> for uh, for the Foresters. So that's going to bring up second and ten. The ball got knocked down at the line, but I think Off Saint was kind of open on a little drag yeah. route. The, the middle of the field was kind of open there. He kind of got in a soft spot of the zone. Second and ten for the Scots and Carter Boyer. Little play action pass, rolling right under pressure. And we'll chuck it out of bounds again. He's had to do that three or four times today. Good good decision, but doesn't get the Scots much. Uh, Might lose yardage. your game balls into the pine trees <laughs> over there. <laughs> Third and ten for Monmouth. And, boy, they haven't had the ball very long here. Under a minute to go. I don't know why the uh, clock is running. That was an incomplete pass. Third and or uh, third and ten. There they stopped it, but that's not the official clock. So, Let's see if Scotts could pick one up here. Need to. Got to let your defense rest a little bit. Boyer, rolling to his left, still rolling to his left, and has to throw it out of bounds again. Just uh, found uh, a parent up in the stands and threw, hit him right in the chest with it. Three straight incomplete passes for the Scots. Out comes the punt team. Not a good down. Not Yeah, this is the third quarter that you and I were afraid of uh, when we were chit-chatting there in the pregame show. 
this is not just not just an aberration, not just something that's that's strange. We've seen how they get it done. Yeah, they do a nice job in the third quarter, and you got to compliment them on what they're doing. And it looks like that zero is going to stay, uh, at least for now, looking like it's going to be something they're going to hold on to. Get rid of it. And it's blocked out of the back of the end zone. I didn't see who got the block, but one of the leading punt blockers in the nation. They've gotten close a couple times today, and when, when Fletcher's gotten the punt off, it has been a good one. They just didn't get one off there. It's a safety that rolls out the back of the end zone, and that gets the lead back up to three, 17-14. I don't, I don't know how much that – I mean, does it hurt you in the sense uh, if Lake Forest does what they were supposed to do and kick those extra points, it's yes, still 17-14. Just yep, everything's just so you're now. not – you're still in one-score situation. So other than the momentum that gives them. Guess uh, who? Guess who got the pump block? Doug Antonucci. Number his four, fourth, his fourth one of the season, which uh, individually was uh, where's Doug Antonucci third in the nation. So that's probably going to move him up to, to at least tied for the top spot. Probably his fourth punt block of the season, and that's uh, two points for the Foresters. And the Scots are going to have to kick the ball back to him. Yeah, he's, he was under pressure a couple times before and just gotten him away and really gotten some really good kicks away. That one, they uh, he, he caught that he caught that one right flush. in the belly. Yep, Actually, he got that one flush. And the Scots are going to kick it off. I know it's your choice whether you want to kick it off or actually punt the football. Looks like Zelk's going to kick it off from his own twenty, following the safety. Nothing points. against Zelk, but. He kicks it a long ways. Don't want to discard yeah. that. But you got Addison who kicks it higher yeah, and, and probably and just as far. Normally, normally you punt from there. That's that's the normal the normal call. And the kick all the way down to the 25. Pretty good kick from your own 20. Real good kick, but they're getting and a good great return. return. Into the, into the open go. field, 41 man to beat is Cody Zelk, and he is not going to get him. A 80-yard kickoff return for Bonds. For Damon Bonds, 74 officially. 74-yard kickoff return by Damon Bonds. There's that guy again. And the lead gets to 23-14, to 14, pending the extra point. And the Lake Forest crowd is went crazy here. That's a big play. Stating the obvious, Captain Obvious. <laughs> wow, you got the safety and... Then they answer right back with a touchdown. This is a nine-point swing here if he gets this extra point. And a two and a two-score lead. 24 to 14. 40 seconds to go in the third quarter. So this guy's still got a chance to break that streak. <laughs> Kick is on the way, and it is good. 74-yard kickoff return by uh, Damon Bonds. And the extra point gives the Foresters a 10-point lead. 24 to 14. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Back here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WRA. The uh, Scots now trail by 10. They led at the half, 14-9. Uh, well, that's a good start. He just kicked it out of yeah, bounds. Kicked it out of bounds. So that would be Scots football at the 35. Of course, but, maybe we would have been better off if we would have kicked it out of bounds right. on that last one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that gets back to the point of a punter maybe kicking it high, giving your coverage team a little bit better chance to get down there. I don't know. Six, one, half dozen, another. We can say that now. Yeah. Yeah, we're always you're, you're always a great coach after the fact, right? Yes, always. yeah. Hindsight's 2020. 20. <laughs> 
Well, and here's here's a big drive by Monmouth College. Yeah. They have they have to answer, even if it's a field goal. Right. Um, they've kind of been stuttering ever since the fumble on the one yard line right before half. This third quarter has not been very very nice to them in their drive so far. Boyer will quickly throw out to his right, kind of how they started the ball game here. Quick throw to yeah, does that to Beckham Groundhog Groundhog Day right or there? It just seemed to, like uh, the, Thornton. I mean, yeah. Seem like the same yeah. play. Did we just start this game over? Actually, we down ten. I'd like to start the game over. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> A gain of four yards to Nate Thornton. It'll be second and six. Two receivers split left, one right. Sidecar is Albers. He'll get the carry. Cuts it up. Sees a little bit of a hole there. He's nice. got a good hard run out over the forty-five to the forty-six yard line. First down. Good gain there by Marcus Albers. Looks like Lake Forest has got four seconds left here in the quarter, and it looks like to me they're going to have their zero stay on that. Stay uh, on. Stay on. That third quarter not scoring. Well, they have nine, stat. so they got fifteen. So their uh, their uh, third quarter advantage now is ninety-seven to zero. To the third zero. Quarter. Now the Scots are pretty solid in the uh, first quarter. What was their What was their stats for the first quarter? Um, their first quarter is 98-7, to seven, so that's pretty impressive in the first quarter. But to uh, not allow a point in a quarter, that's, that's even well, more Well, it would be 105-7 now, yeah. or 105-13, to 13, I guess, right? Yeah. They scored oh, six. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right, we'll be back in 30 seconds with the, uh, with the fourth quarter. <laughs> Welcome back to Monmouth College Finding Scott Football here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRM. As we start the fourth quarter. It will be second and six for the Scots. Pass over the middle. Complete at the Lake Forest 40-yard line to uh, Jake Gurez. Jake Gurez yeah, on a nice in-route in pattern, about 15 yards, 16 yards down the field. Does the rest after the tackle, the yak yardage. Down to the 39-yard line of the uh, – what do we got now? It's hard to get any uh, – <laughs> Officials are huddling. I didn't see a flag anywhere. It's hard to get any rhythm in this game for no. either side. With with all the injuries, you take time out for injuries. The officials have had numerous huddles here. They know each other's first name by now. <laughs> They're going to spot the football at the 38 now. First and 10 on the pepperonis pizza first down. Casual pizzeria chain serving wings and New York style pies, including vegan and gluten-free options. First and 10 inside the 40-yard line down to the 38 of Lake Forest. Scott's trying to answer. And a little reverse roll to his left and throws incomplete under pressure. Intended yeah, for Carter got Gerard. hit on that play. That'll bring up a second and 10 from the 38-yard line. I completely understand getting you know involved in the game, getting pumped up in the game, but showcasing yourself in the middle of the field and showing off your muscles or whatever you want to call yeah. it, it just drives me nuts anymore. <laughs> it happens all you the time. You did what you were supposed to <laughs> yes, do. Exactly. Why you? A little swing pass out to Marcus Albers. He's got plus yardage. I don't know where exactly they're, they're going to spot him out of bounds. Well, not one as big a gain as I thought. I think with this, I think this with this drive, you're at the 35, you're in four down territory. So a nice little play to get Three or four yards? Is that what he got out of that? It seemed like he got more. Yeah, it seemed like it was more, but I think it only gave him a gain of about two down to the 36-yard line. So it'll be third and eight. You pick one up here. Come on, Carter. 
Back to pass. Throws it over the oh, middle. His arm got hit. And his arm got hit and nearly picked off, but it falls incomplete. And it will be fourth and eight. Yeah, more more posturing there by the uh, Foresters following the uh, pressure on, on uh, Boyer. And the referee's talking to him, but that doesn't do any good. No, it sure doesn't. Justin Alby. I don't know what that move was, but definitely. It wasn't very. <laughs> Fourth and eight. Big play. Fourth and eight for the Scots for the 36. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on to the next play. Yeah, I just shake my head. Two receivers left, one right. Halber's in the backfield with Boyer. They'll back out, get a new play call in. Snap to Boyer. Rolling left. Rolling left. Under pressure, nearly slips and falls, and just kind of chucks it out of bounds. Did that get the line of scrimmage? I think it got the line of scrimmage. Huh. And turnover on downs. Yeah, pressured. Even on the rollouts now, he's getting pressure. Yeah. So, Fort Lake Forest will take it, over the football with 14.02. Now the Scots definitely have got to get a stop here. I don't think they can – I don't think they can give up – they can't give up a touchdown now. Well, in Lake the Forest – the way out. Yeah, and Lake Forest did a great job at halftime of making adjustments – that roll out of the pocket right now is not hurting them as much as it did in the first half, and it's kind of been one of those things. How many times you said he's just throwing it out of bounds? He, yeah. he's not getting any opportunity to do anything else. It's not like uh, he has fourth down, you know, and you know, just throw it up, make it, you know, take a chance. Even if they pick it off, as long as they don't return it for a touchdown, it's yeah. kind of like a punt. Even a short pass is 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 better than nothing. But he was so pressured on the yeah. sidelines, I don't think he even could have thrown it up for grabs. And stopped on the well. No. Boy, he's gonna get, he's gonna get two two yards, and it looked like it could have been a loss on the play. Damon Bonds, or that's is that Brown? Brown. That's yeah, Brown with the carry. Brown. Yeah, that's a that's a big man to bring down. And Caleb Endicott was in on the play and looked like he had him for maybe a loss. And then, as Brown's done probably oh so often this year, gets out of the, those leg tackles. Yeah, only a one-yard gain. Looked like it was a little bit longer than that, out to the 37-yard line. I just think they had him so far in the backfield. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's probably where I got fooled there. That could have been a three- or four-yard loss. Stewart on second and nine. They give off the left side. Scott's doing a pretty good job of stacking it up after a yard or two, out to the 38. So that's going to be a third and long for Lake Forest. And Scouts this is, don't have a sack yet. This is good call. That that little foreshadowing is that what yeah, that is? They don't have a sack yet. I but I will think. I will say this: this is putting Lake Forest in in a uncomfortable uncomfortable position, as you mentioned earlier at halftime. And and I have to believe that you know you got to watch out for the tight end, and that's that's primarily their go to play. You're not going to, I don't think, read the run on this, right? I mean, you're you're definitely in a passing situation on third and eight. They don't have any delay handoff stuff. and Actually, would, neither team with a sack today. I just looked it up. Neither team has a sack today. Look, at, here's another take forever to get the play. Delay of, delay of game. Delay of game. Boy, if I'm Coach Catanzaro, that might have been the time to burn myself a timeout. Yeah, why I wouldn't know, we, you there? We, we kind of we thought that was a little – premature in the first half but that's a time with 12 27 to go in the fourth quarter that's a time to burn one with a 10 point lead now you're faced with third and 13 now not, the scots can really pin their ears not back. that i'm in lake forest's playbook but i would have damon out there if i was them damon bonds he's been the he's been the game breaker thus far with the kickoff return 
and have a little screenplay for him with Mama College's yeah, rush. Yeah, that'd be a great call. Right. Rolling right is Stewart. Under pressure. Under pressure. <laughs> and we'll run out of bounds. Don't hit him Oh, out of boy, that was really close. He tried to pull up. I don't know if he made contact. No flag on the play that I see. I can't believe this. Uh, Jeremiah Lewis, Glenn Lewis, Charles. I think he tried to pull up on the sideline, and just he's a big guy. Wow. That momentum kept going, even with his hands out. His, his body kept going. No flag on the play. That's a miracle break there for the Scots. I closed my that eyes. Could have very I, easily been late. Yeah, down. I don't know, Sean. I closed my eyes because I just can't <laughs> believe there wasn't a flag thrown. That's a big break for Monmouth College because that would have gave them an automatic first down. Punt team out though for the Scots or for the Foresters. So the Scots hold on downs as long as they don't oh, jump off do anything sides. crazy here. They did. The punt is away. Is there a flag on the play? Yeah. Caught at the 27. So no matter what happens here, don't, don't turn fumble. it over. Yeah, whatever you do, don't <laughs> turn it over now. So I don't know if you can uh, if you can tack that. I don't know how the punt goes. On a kickoff, you can kind of tack it on the end or something. But I think you have to. If you're happy with the coverage, you just decline it, right? Yeah. Because you, you don't get attack the five on here. It's a pre-snap penalty. Wasn't one of his better punts, however. No, it's Scott's football in the 33, so that's good field position down 10. Yeah, they got a little huddle here. We are going to. What is taking them so long? Yeah, just make a decision. Declined it there. Yeah, they can decline it. So it'll be Scott's football in their own 33. Need a couple scores here. Down 10 with. Well, I don't think Mom the College has to be in panic uh, mode just yet. Uh, you have to put a sustain a drive yeah. and get it get some points on the board or otherwise you will be in a predict, predictable situation. Um, the rollouts, however, have been to against the grain to the quarterback, right-handed quarterback. They're going, you know, rolling out left. It's kind of been tough for Carter to throw. First and 10 from their own 33. RPO. Play action pass over the middle. Complete to Jake Uraz at the 47-yard line. Takes a shot at the at the head area, actually, out to the 49. Yeah, where is that any different than the right. turn earlier? That'll move the sticks out to the 49-yard line. So that's, a gain of about 16 there for, good start. for the Scots on the catch by Uraz. Little play action pass there. Back to straight back to pass now is Boyer. Got time. Flares out to Albers. Caught. 45 of the Foresters. Good check down. Good positive yards there. Gain a six. Got a six-yard play. Yeah, down to the 44-yard line. That'll bring up a second and four. Four. Well, with college. Again, down 10. And like you said, not panic mode. Still plenty of time, especially the way this drive has started. So don't you don't need to do anything. Crazy yet. Straight back to pass is Boyer. Throws it out to his right. Caught at the 43-yard line by Urez. Not a big play, but that'll set up a third and short. Maybe got a yard, too, maybe? Yeah, they're going to stay down to the 43-yard line. So third and two. Four down territory. Got two shots to get two yards. You Yeah, you would think they're definitely in four yeah. down territory. Situation in the game, anyway. Two receivers left, one right. Albers quickly out to his right. Caught by Urez inside the 40. First and 10 for the Scots. Pepperoni's pizza first down. Move the sticks. 
Mr. Dependable today. You're yeah, it is. Just fine, Jake. I think it's a nice high five from Carter Boyer. Maybe. Sorry, dude. Yeah, I hung you out to drive. I ran, to I ran you right into that D bag. <laughs> defensive back, yeah. Um, we're going to see Thornton here I, real soon. I have a feeling. Let's see Thornton for a little touchdown play here. First and 10. Another pepperonis pizza first down for Monmouth College. <laughs> Albers was in motion, and Carter's like, where are you going? Reeling <laughs> back in. Left to right. Now he's moving around. Takes a snap. Boyer. Looking downfield, under pressure, throws it, incomplete. <laughs> Intended for Saint. Comes up with the football, but it short-hopped him, I think. Good read by Carter Boyer there. I, we talked about how he pulled Albers back from the motion. They had a little delayed blitz there, and Albers did a nice job of picking up the blitz and gave Carter a chance to throw the ball. Second and 10 from the Forrester, 37-yard line. 9.39 left here. Stop clock after the incomplete pass fourth quarter scott's trail 24 14 they led 14 to 9 at the half haven't scored here in the second half really haven't sniffed scoring here in the second half back to pass is boyer looking out to his left he's got a man at the 21 yard line inside the 20 still on his feet down to the 15 nate thornton he shakes one more tackler you were you would have called yeah. it nate thornton in the end zone <laughs> yep i needed him for my fantasy league points this week <laughs> First and 10 inside the 50 now. Inside the red zone are the Scots, and they have done a great job scoring in the red zone. They got a little bit of umbrella cover coverage going on. That's what Lake Forest just doesn't want to get beat deep, and uh, Monmouth College just found that out, and they're kind of taking those in routes and getting positive yards. Boyer out to his right, throwing up for grabs. What a great Touchdown. Oh, they're going to say oh. it was out of bounds. That was a great catch. Was that your ass? Yes. Boy, Jake went up and got it. Carter just laid it out there for him at the at the front pylon, the pylon at the front of the end zone. And they're going to say he, he caught it, but he caught it out of bounds. A little back shoulder throw there. Yeah. And... Wow, that would have been a fantastic catch. Second and 10 now. Clock stops again at 9.13. Boyer with Albers right to his left. He'll roll left. Rolling left, throws on the run. Oh, right drop that one. Off the chest of Jake Urez at about the 10-yard line. Would have needed, uh, would have been well short of the first down. He would have got about half of it, though. Third and, third and five is better than third and 10. That, uh, that's correct. 9.09 left. You still got, uh, you don't want to settle for a field goal here. So you need some positive yards. At least entertain the fact if it's fourth yeah. and short, you might go for it. But uh, get close over, maybe you can draw them all. Yeah. If nothing else. Both teams all three timeouts. 9.09 to go fourth quarter. Scott's trail by 10, 24-14. Boyer looking the defense over. Now takes the snap out to his right. Complete at the 11. And that's about it for Nick Obsaint. So it's going to be fourth down. Fourth down and six. Six, yeah. So I'm just waiting to kind of see where they spot the football. Here's if he got any closer than the 11. No, the 11. So is the uh, field goal unit coming on? Field yeah, goal unit is coming pressure, on. Yeah, pressure kick here. Yeah. On the right hash, right-footed kicker, Cody Zelk. Need this one to get within seven. No low snaps here. Why did, I, snap. just, why did I say that? Punch it right through. Boy, there's a stiff wind blowing down on that end of the field. Line drive is no good. No good. I think he pushed it right. 
pushed it right, and uh, Lake Forest is really celebrating on the sideline now. They got uh, Scott's got nothing out of that drive, and it was a good-looking drive too. Just stole out. Still down ten is Monmouth with eight twenty-eight to go. Scott's are ahead of Lake Forest by one game. Rippon is ahead of Lake Forest by one game and tied with the Scots, and Rippon got, uh, let's see what their score is. They were up big. Uh, yeah, still up big. 55-14 to 14 over Beloit now with about three and a half minutes to go. Uh, University of Chicago uh, won their ball game 58 to nothing. So no, uh, no change in standings for Rippon or Chicago. Chicago still with two losses, though. Straight ahead is Bonds. Got to get a big play here. Just turn over it, turn the ball over somehow. He should be not just tackling the ball carrier, but one guy tackles, one guy strips it, and need to get a big turnover here. Easier said than done, I know. But with 8 <laughs> 10 left, you're kind of. Yeah, you're, you're in that mode where you're going to have to try to go for a strip. Kind of got to grasp at some straws here to get some. Uh, momentum turned the other way so far this second half it's just been lake forest just grinding and grinding and grinding as for the folks that listen to the monmouth roseville um stillman valley game this is like the entire second half just three four yards at a pop consistently falling forward for three or four yards second and eight after the two-yard gain throwing trey stewart's going to go down the sideline just overthrows his receiver and he had a step on Jalen Williams, and Jalen Williams like he's a little little gimpy, and didn't he win? That? Didn't he get a little hurt earlier in the first? He did. First half? It's like I don't know if there's a must be ninety five degrees there today. It yeah, seems like people are pulling issues. up with some cramp issues, but well, that long incomplete pass makes it third and eight and stops the clock. That's a that's a double bonus there. Yeah, that was that was a, a fortunate play for Monmouth College, and I would have thought. Why, why wouldn't you just keep leaning on Mom College's defense and keep that clock? Yeah, that's curious, clocks your opponent. play call for me there. Clocks really. your opponent right now at this point, and Mom College got to be happy with that time turn of events. And that would have that would definitely would have drove the nail in the coffin, but still, that's risky on second and eight because it's third and eight now. The keeper by Stewart out to the 35. He's going to be – or the 30, excuse me, the 30. Did he get enough? He got just enough. I mean, just enough. He needed to get to the 30, and he got to about the 30 and a half. Oh, now another four downs here with 7.18 to go in the fourth quarter. Scott's trail by 10, 24 to 14. Boy, I seen him take off running. It looked like the Scots were going to get him short of the first down and somehow just squeaks through. Stewart takes the snap. Gives straight ahead to Bones off the right side this time. Uh, about two, three-yard gain. Three-yard gain out to the 33. I've kind of been watching this, and Tomoski is not out there, I don't believe. And we saw him kind of gimp off of the shoulder. A couple times, yeah. That left arm was hanging a little bit lower than the right. But uh, hopefully, hopefully he'll get back in there because that interior defense is not the same without him in, the, in, the, in there. No offense to who's playing there, but – Tomoski is an everyday name or every Saturday name we call out. And do you see? I don't see Tevin Baker out there either. I don't see Tevin Baker. Oh, there, oh, there he is. is. Yep, there he is. He just was in an inside linebacker spot. But once they came to the line of scrimmage, he got to his outside spot. Straight off the right side, out close to 40, out to the 39-yard line is Bonds. Too many yards there. Just too many yards. Third and about two. Third and one, third and two. 
So six, seven yards there for Bollins. They're going to call it third and two. Got to get a stop here. They are at the 39-yard line, so I don't think you would go for it. Although up 10, in the way you're running the football, if this gets down to fourth and one, say, it'd be very tempting. I would say that, but then you got your punt game. Yeah, the punt game's been, been a yeah. plus today, yes. and your defense. I yeah, mean, what, what they've done in the second half, I would. Good point. Off the right side, we'll see if the Scots can doesn't force matter. decision. Nope, Bonds almost shakes out of a, enough tackles. To, almost took that to the house, or at least one or two men to beat, but finally brought down to the 49-yard line, and that'll move the sticks, and the uh, Foresters will eat some more time off the clock. Oh, absolutely they will because they take forever to get the play in and going anyway. The Scots left a touchdown on the board there at the end of the first half. Got down to second and one and a fumble um, inside the five. Stopped that scoring threat. If you're 24-21, that field goal, of course, you're still, you know, a lot of things can happen differently from yeah, that point absolutely. forward. But get a little bit more momentum and I'll flag on the play. That's going to go on. Is that going to go on Lake Forest? I know the Scots pointing that way. The point uh, game starts Yeah, I again. think uh, <laughs> point their, game starts. their right guard was downfield blocking and it hadn't been snapped yet. Well, maybe that'll help. That'll be first and 15 now. Back to the 45-yard line, Lake Forest's own 45-yard line. So that turn of events, first and 15, they're more than likely 99% of the time going to run it here, I would, I would say. Do you start using your timeouts, Sean? Um... Man, I'm I'm one of those guys that, that, that use it above the two-minute more than – speaking professional football with two-minute warning, I like to use them above two minutes rather than below two minutes. I've had this discussion with Jeff Henry many, many times about when you take your timeouts, mm-hmm. above the two or below the two. He's a below-the-two guy. I'm an above-the-two guy. Different with college football. There's no two-minute warning. but Gain straight ahead out to the 46. So not a lot there. It's going to be second and 14. As Hayden Eugene got mixed up with a wide receiver out here on the near side. And well, that answers that question. They're not going to be calling timeouts. I suppose on this next play you do. I yeah, I think so. You don't you don't have to use all all three on this set of downs. Right. But you could use definitely use two. Yeah, because sure. it's that clock's ticking pretty good now. It's at four fifteen and going. If you get a stop here, will they throw it in third and long? Probably not. And bombs again off the left side. Step back to about the original line. Well, just short of the original line of scrimmage at the 49. So it'll be third and 11. For the Foresters. No yeah. timeout. Yeah, it almost burned one there. Yeah. Yeah. 3.49, clock moving. If I'm the offensive coordinator for Lake Forest, I'm, I'm going to let this play clock go down, and I'm going to run the football again. If you're – choosing not to call yeah, a timeout you're, you're here. up two scores i'm not going to pass and possibly stop the clock on an incompletion if you're if you're satisfied with the way the clock's running i i'm i am too yeah. at least as an offensive coordinator from lake forest two scores is such a big deal right oh, and stewart gonna run outside, around the left side he's, he's gonna take this to the house 30 20 got one man to beat and he's gonna score trey stewart in the end zone a little keeper around the left side and the lead goes to 30 to 14, pending this extra point. Scotts uh, led this game 14 to nine at halftime and had a chance to make it 21 to nine. Oh boy! And the uh, Lake Forest sideline is all jacked up now. I'm gonna see some stuff that uh, 
<laughs> we were seeing at the end of last year's game. Yeah. I just I just don't see I, I don't see a Coach Braun team waving from the sideline. I, I just I just I just don't see it. No. I, I'm not saying nothing against Jim Catanzaro. He's done a whale of a job. He's, this will be his 80th win of his career. He's done a whale of a job. And you can't control all 105 guys on the sidelines. But no, but it is. <laughs> Your team takes on your mindset, and you know, to some degree, it's compliments to the chef. Monmouth College has always been the front mm-hmm. runner, and, mm-hmm. and 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 Coach Brown would say the same thing. He was sitting here, hey, you know, they earned it, like he like he did last. He night. did, at least that's what he would say <laughs> outwardly. But you know, they, you know, they they deserve it. They earned it. Thirty-one to fourteen. Now the extra point is good. So the Farm King kickoff with three twelve to go, down three scores. That's. It's tough with 3.12 to go. And the Scots, again, had a chance to take a 21-9 lead. and Just a little case of turnover. And, and you said mistakes, man. Mistakes is going to be the difference between two teams that are so evenly matched. Yeah, and, and if you recall, there's been a penalty. Um, and there's been a couple plays made by Lake Forest. Who's kidding who? The big, big-time run on a kickoff return with Bonds and then – you know, they had the big play there with that one-handed catch on fourth down. Those are great plays, and if they don't make those plays, as you said, it would, there's a different turn of events and how this game is going to be forecasted from that point forward. Good return by Brendan Bishop out over the 30-yard, 35-yard line out to the 36 with 2.47 to go. And the Scots need to score quick here, uh, really quick, a couple times. Yeah, that three score, that safety now makes it a three-score game. Yeah, it's a bigger play now because if they didn't have that, it's 29-14, and you can go extra point and a two-point conversion with two touchdowns. But that's that's in the rear mirror now. Trips right. Rolling right is Boyer looking downfield, chucks it up in the air, and picked off at the 40-yard line. By the Foresters. That is, uh, I think that uh, was a guy that got banged up a little early in the game. Uh, yeah, Nick Reek came off the field early in the game and now comes back and makes a big interception on the Foresters' own 40-yard line with 2.02 to go. And that's going to do it, 31-14. to 14. Um, Well, especially with the clock still going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so there's an overzealous, overzealous student running the camera, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> a little excited. Some of the Monmouth College players are probably saying, yeah, let the clock run at this point. Yeah. But. All right, and the uh, celebration has started on the uh, Forrester sideline and uh, definitely up in the bleachers as well. This, uh, it, uh, absolutely, it doesn't It doesn't kill the Scots. It doesn't kill their chances. No, I, I, like I know. said in no. the pre, pregame, we were talking about that on and off the air that really next game is the next game against Rippon is the bigger game. Because yeah. then it'll be a three-way tie. Monmouth can pull tie. off the, the W and, of course, win the following week against Knox. And Lake Forest still has University of Chicago on there. Yes, University of Chicago. So the they've un- got a tough one. And it's a tough one left. I, really tough one left. I'm not taking away th- anything away from Lake Forest. They're pretty bland in their offense. They, they run the ball and they have clock-controlled offense. If you force them into situations where they got to pass the football – it, it, it isn't for in their forte. It's not in their playbook to just do that. Um, Trey, Trey's made some great plays today, Stuart, via feet, not via arm. The uh, When it comes down to times, a run just off the right side, it'll get it under two minutes, and 
and Hayden Eugene and the receiver that he got mixed up with uh, on the previous set of downs got mixed up again. No flag on the play. <laughs> it looks like there was some swatting going on. Looks like two deer that had their <laughs> antlers <laughs> locked, <laughs> it, didn't it? It yes. did. It exactly <laughs> like that. Uh, no gain on the play, so it'll be second and uh, and uh, what is it? Second and ten? What are they out there? Second and ten, I think. Yeah, sticks right there. Second and ten, with under two minutes to go, thirty-one to fourteen. Yeah, looking at the uh, looking at the standings here. Um, Lake Forest will go to six and one in conference play. Scots will be six and one in conference play, and Ripon will be seven and zero. Oh. Scots have Ripon yet to play. Uh, University of Chicago will be five and two, so they are out of it with two games to go. Um, they can't even get into a tiebreaker situation. Delay a game. Imagine that. Yeah, no, celebrating too much. I think. <laughs> well, you know, Sean, it's, it's, it's funny how <laughs> you root for against a team, and and in minute twenty three, now you become if you're Lake Forest a Monmouth College fan. Yes, absolutely, isn't that, you do. Isn't that absolutely, just you do. Weird yep. in in the game of. You don't, you don't say it out loud, but internally you're rooting really hard. <laughs> yeah, you want to be part of the conference championship or at least a, a yes. shot to win it. And how will the tiebreaker, we we got to probably investigate that over the next. Well, at, at least tiebreaker, I think it's it's however many quarters that you've led at the end of. Not winning that quarter, but how many quarters. So today the Scots would be even. Break two, even, two. yeah. Yeah, so that's good that way. Damon Bonds on uh, third and 15 following the. Delay of game, about three yards, and the scouts just pile on top of him as much as they can here. So then next week's really the plan of action to take Ripon out of it. You want to lead at least three yeah, of those you, four you quarters. Yeah, you want to get out thinking, because now you've got to think with tiebreaker in mind. You've got to lead as many quarters as you can, as many quarters as you can. Uh, against the University of Chicago, I'm trying to remember what, what if the scouts led start to finish on that one. Have to look that one up during the. Uh, during I the know break. they didn't after the third quarter because didn't Mom College score too late right. in the fourth quarter? I, I can't remember the first half. Right. But. On fourth and twelve, punt team is on for the Foresters. Thirty-one to fourteen. About thirty seconds left here. Fair catch called for and received at the twenty-five yard line. So let's see. Uh, we got a little time here on the changeover. We'll see what the score was of the Monmouth College game at the end of each quarter. And it's not coming up here. Oh, there we go. First quarter, it was 7-0 uh, Monmouth. It was 10-7 at half. So that was 2-2 there, too. Yeah, that was 2-2 there, too. Okay. So they've split with, with – of course, Chicago's not in the uh, equation, I guess, because Chicago's not going to be a part of the tiebreaker. Yeah, right. So it's 2-2 here, and then you got to win all four quarters next week against Rippon. Rolling right is Boyer. Throws complete to Nick Obstain outside the 40-yard line, out to the 42. I will say this, though. Monmouth College has passed the ball pretty well against this. Against the number one team in this, the nation. Yeah, number one team in the nation's. At 149 I mean, at the half. If you're trying to find a rose in this uh, ugly bed of dying flowers i mean you probably got <laughs> you probably at least got that to hang your hat on at least for next week anyway boyer looking out to his left throws out to his left and short hops his receiver at midfield and it doesn't get any easier next week no, ripon's sure defense is pretty stout <laughs> as well we say? We, they were number number three in the nation against uh against what did we say it was was it the pass yeah 
uh, passing yards allowed. Mammoth was fourth in the nation at 116. Uh, Lake Forest was first in the nation at 96. And then Ripon was third, which is actually better than Mammoth at 113. So Mammoth College really did themselves well. I mean, we're not worried about the stat lines. And Mr. Aaron, Coach Braun's not going to be talking no. about that. But they didn't beat us in the pass game today. They beat us on the on the run and just a couple big plays here and there. And the kickoff return on didn't do anybody any goodies and after that safety you know you take those two plays away and, and, and you're definitely looking at a different situation a different game this is a uh, pretty uh, pretty darn good pretty darn good defense here by lake forest and, and actually mama's defense didn't play too bad it's they just long just drives just there was two mama had the ball twice i think in the second quarter and i think the second time was with seconds left or something like that right and Lake Forest had two really long drives in the third quarter that just ate up some clock. Third and 10 for Monmouth at the 40-yard line following the incomplete pass by Boyer. Throws out to his left and short hops his receiver again. It'll be fourth and 10 with about 10 seconds to go. And just trying to get something positive here at the end of the ball game. Let's see passing yards for the, uh, well, the Scots today. We'll have the stats here on the postgame show, but. Well, they're probably over 200, 240 yards, I would say, today. Maybe well, two. The, uh, the live stat stopped on me here online about midway through the fourth quarter, so and we might not have any final stats here at the end of the ballgame. Fourth and 10 for Monmouth with 10 seconds to go. Boyer back to pass over the middle. And dropped by Nick Obstain at about the 46-yard line. Might have got enough yards for the catch for a first down, but now Lake Forest is going to get one chance to uh, take a knee here. 31 to 14. Scott said 14 to nine at the at the halftime break. Didn't so come out of halftime. Did they, nope. Yeah, 22 straight points here in the second half by Lake Forest, and we talked about the third quarter. And I, you know. A lot of stuff you just you just get for you know pregame stuff. Eighty-two to nothing. What a great advantage in the third quarter. You know, Scott's something they got to think about. It it happened. It happened today. It did happen. And we talk about ball control. Monmouth had ball control and number well, almost double the plays in the first half. We haven't seen the final stats, but that's definitely going to be lopsided in the second half, favoring Lake Forest. And the Foresters take a knee, and that's going to do it. Your final score, the Lake Forest Foresters, 31. The Monmouth College Fighting Scots, 14. As the teams line up to shake hands at midfield. So that's really going to throw the old Midwest Conference standings into a, into a loop. If you're ripping, you're like, this is awesome. Yeah, we were thinking from Monmouth College's standpoint on how big a game that is next week, especially now. Uh, ripping can lost. lose and still be on a tiebreaker. Yeah. Right, you know, yeah. win, win, and you win, and you're the conference champ. You're the conference champs. You win, lose, yep. and you're still in with the with the tiebreaker. So they're they're tickled about this result. No, absolutely, and the, you know, the, as we talked about the turn of events, they probably were rooting Lake Forest on, right? Yeah, oh, and, sure. and now sure. now they're going to be uh, looking <laughs> at Mom College next week and saying, nope, we're not rooting for you anymore. So it's an interesting week of practice for uh, for Monmouth College here, uh, just an. A very well played first half for the Scots, and just didn't just didn't get it done. Just didn't get it done in the second half. Didn't get enough stops in the second half. All right, we'll take a uh, three minute break. Come back. We'll have the uh, post game show here on AM thirteen thirty FM ninety four point one WRAM. 
Welcome back to AM 1330, FM 94.1, and RadioMonmouth.com's coverage of Monmouth College Fighting Scott football here on uh, the Prairie Communications Sports Network. We start the post-game show, the Laris Collision Center post-game show. If you have collision damage repair, call Laris Collision Center at 734-1949. Laris Collision Center, professional auto body repair services that drivers trust. Uh, no final stats. The uh, live stats went out on us about uh, midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, but those final stats would have been brought to you by Country Financial Agent Ben Olson. Let Ben and the entire country team help you prepare for your future with insurance protection to achieve your financial goals. We do have a score update from some of the other games across the uh, across the conference. The Rippin Redhawks in first place at seven and zero in the uh, in the conference. They are all alone now in first place after beating uh, the University of Chicago and. Uh, um, do they have one of those teams yet to play? They beat Lake Forest. They beat Lake Forest. Did they played Chicago. University yet? Chicago. Yep. The, yeah. the one, one, the one of the three games on everybody's schedule is you know they'll have to play Monmouth now next week at home at Monmouth, and hopefully that goes the yeah. Monmouth College Scott way because then we got to figure out the tiebreakers. Yeah. We got to figure the tiebreakers, which we were in a tiebreaking situation. Was it last year or the year before last? Last year. Last year we were in the tiebreaker situation. I think the Scots ended up getting a loss anyway. Yeah. That took him out of the uh, tiebreaker equation, but um, um, now they need to they need to lead all four quarters against Ripon to uh, help that tiebreaking situation out. They just truthfully got to help themselves and win the next game, and yep. then once that happens, then hopefully the like chips fall where the they chips may. fall where they may. All right, let's take a look at the uh, um, University of Chicago. They had a uh, big lead over um, um, who was it who. Chicago had uh, Grinnell College, and it was a uh, blowout today. The final of that one was 58 to nothing. So Chicago moves to 5-2 uh, and two in the conference. So a quick look at the conference standings. Brought to you by Security Savings Bank, part of your community, part of your life. Member FDIC. It is Ripon College on top at 7-0. Monmouth College and Lake Forest now in a tie for second at 6-1. and one, And the University of Chicago at 5-2. and two. Uh, Knox had a big lead. I don't, I'm pretty sure they probably... Probably held on to that one. Uh, they're winning late in that one. Um, uh, winning late in that one. So the, the Knox College Prairie Fire are going to get to three and four in conference play, along with Illinois College at three and four as well. So let's look at the conference standings. That makes uh, next week's game at home, April Zorn Memorial Stadium. Meet all the fans out there at April Zorn. To, uh, that's going to be a big one. That's a huge one. Yeah, and it's one of those that's uh, last home game uh, for some of those seniors, senior day, and you saw what Lake Forest seniors, their seniors came to play today, and and a couple of those guys got in the end zone, unfortunately, for Monmouth College. But senior day is always a big day, and, and obviously last home game, I uh, get to celebrate that, and, and what would be a better celebration than beating Rippon and hoping for that yeah, tiebreaker for that situation. that tiebreaker situation. Uh, player of the game, Clark and Glasgow Law Office, representing clients on a wide range of criminal defense matters. Visit Clark and Glasgow Law dot com need a player of the game today what do you think Doogie? well and we didn't have stats to kind of finalize things but with Devin Pinker getting in the end zone twice today uh, I know he didn't have many carries and really didn't see him and and late in the second quarter or even in the, in, in the second half I don't know if he got an injury or whatever but uh, with him getting in the end zone twice today uh, giving him play uh, player of the, uh, of the day player player of the game yeah not a whole lot of rushing yards from Monmouth up and down the board we don't have the final stats but I don't. I can't. I can't believe we'd have anybody around 50 yards. 
any of the, and we had a lot of guys carry the rock today. Right. A lot of different guys. I mean, offensively, really, our passing game was the the sparkle. If 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 we had a sparkle, to to what was going on today, but really, second half just didn't come out of halftime and didn't play very well in the second half. And you know, tip your hats to Lake Forest. Their defense did what they have been known to do this year. Yeah, they they uh, played solid defense, held Monmouth scoreless in the second half, and grounded out some drives. Two really long drives in the third quarter that that completely the momentum was switched when when Monmouth College fumbled there at the end of the first half, towards the end of the first half, and then really really kept uh, kept uh, going Lake Forest way in the third quarter. Well, you know, if you put that in the end zone um, right before half, yeah, Lake Forest came out and made it, put a drive together and scored, but it just would have changed the whole mentality of yeah. the game and. And football is such an emotional game. It, it is. Such a momentum game. It is. And and both sides played very, very physical today. I mean, even till the, the final second, uh, it was a very physical game. Um, so respect to both teams on that side of things. But it just came down to the mistake. And you, can, you can't give the ball, cough the ball up, especially when you're going in there right before halftime. Mm, yeah, that would have been a two-score lead. You go up 21-9 to nine at the half, and maybe the halftime conversations are completely different. Well, maybe they don't run it five more times sure. like they did and then one of those big plays run plays was a pop for a touchdown right but maybe they have to pass it more which they weren't comfortable doing um it's just again the mindset is a total different calling of the game different how, how do you come out of halftime do you come up and say you know what we're, we're getting beat 21-9 are we gonna lay down now you know those type of things are going through the minds of any athlete whether you want to be the best coach ever, right? <laughs> if you can talk them out of that and get yeah. that mental aspect and, and get it to be really, really tough, and you got yourself a good team. Well, that sets up a big one next week at April's Own Memorial Stadium. One o'clock kickoff next week from April's Own Memorial Stadium. Our pregame show will hit the air at 1240 right here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WREM. Scott's not out of it, but they need a big one. They need a big one, uh, uh, looks like um, – um, tiebreaker wise all four quarters so I gotta get off to one of those patented good starts well and this week I think you're probably looking at a lot of ice bath yes yeah. uh, Bob's gonna be busy to this recover. week uh, Bob's gonna be busy this week hopefully we get Devin Lawrence back on say, the field you know the the, uh, the status of Devin is I wonder yeah he's kind of had some lingering injuries yeah. with uh, him sitting on a couple different games but uh, yeah kind of a shocker today we didn't see him in the lineup with the two deep obviously comes out first of the week and we might as well just throw that out, right? Because it, it never, <laughs> yes. never fails. I mean, yes. those guys we appreciate it. We do. It we doesn't do. really matter much. Six and then we later. even had to change a number today. <laughs> numbers today, yeah. Yeah, we were on skates a little bit there for a while <laughs> in the first half. But you know, Monmouth College just needs to do what they did in the first half and mimic that. I mean, if you want to get something out of today's game, you got to do what you did in the first half and play that game throughout. All right, I'll see you uh, next Saturday, buddy. Sounds great. Have a good week. All right, you too. All right, for the for the rest of you folks, have a good week as well. We'll have some high school playoff action next week. Gonna, I think we're gonna try to get the uh, West Central Heat on the air like we did uh, last night. Try to get them on the air next week. We'll uh, see what their start time is and see how it how it matches up against the uh, college's start time. But uh, stay tuned to uh, Perry Communications Sports Network Sports Reports this week. We'll let you know where we'll be next week. But for sure, we'll be at April's Own Memorial Stadium next Saturday afternoon at 1240. Till then, I'm Sean Temple for Brent Dugan. Scott's fall 31 to 14. We'll be back next week. Have a great weekend, folks.